What is up, everybody? How's it going? We are here. What's up? We are ready. Yeah, let's talk some announcers. Good night. Live. We are officially live. Getting ready for episode number two on our podcasting platforms. Biddyman15 converted from a Prime Gaming sub to a Tier 1 sub. What the fuck does that mean? That's a new one. I'm not using my... Twitch Prime anymore. It's they don't call it Twitch Prime. It's Prime Gaming. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not using right. a Twitch. Oh, okay. Not not, not showing a Twi- Twitch Prime anymore. I'm just doing regular stuff. Okay. Alrighty, fullers in the chat. What is up, Fulla? Hoagie is in the chat as well. Hoagie. What is up, Biddy Man? By the way, seven months in a row. I'm your first ever sub. Number one. I'm your first ever sub, so. <laughs> the sub guy. As soon as you got a sub button, I clicked it. Yeah, boop. Cole, so how you doing, bud? I am good. How are you guys? Doing okay, Marky Pins. How you doing? How you doing? Having, how, how you, you doing? doing, huh? How you doing? Hey, how's, how's it going tonight? All I right, don't. how you doing? I All don't. right, yeah. That's been a good day. Won a bowling match earlier. Here to talk some wrestling tonight. And uh, it's been a good day. Let's do this Who, thing. Who'd you bowl earlier? Yeah. I bowled. Uh, so we have that single store, right? The Atlanta yeah. Candlepin. And I yeah. bowled against Dean Sullivan. Yeah. We bowled a five string match against each other. We tied for 590 after five games. He had me by 35 pins going into the last game and had the tough one when I put a few together at the end. And I literally, we tied at 590 for five. We bowled a one string playoff and I beat him 119 to 109. I made the big four in the last box with a piece of wood, got it off the wall, and then it snapped, and I made the shot, and I screamed really loud. Not going to lie. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I, I, it was a big shot and a big moment, and there was all the big peepiness going through me to try to make it like now to win <laughs> right. the match. Pressure time, big peepee time, big peepee time. And I make shot, and it was cool, and we shook hands. It was great. It was awesome. One of the best matches I've been a part of. Uh, and then I got to sit around and chill and get all stiff. And then now we're sitting here talking wrestling. So let's do this. But you love getting it's gonna stiff. Be fun today. That anytime. <laughs> the, the front stiff, yes. The back stiff, no. Back stiff, no. Sunday. Back, uh, front front stiff, of, yes. See, it's funny. Yes. Real likes when it when he gets the stiff well, in the back. Well, he's not here yet. That's why I'm talking about it now. He's not here. I don't want to get him all juiced up and shit. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. how you doing, bud? Doing good, bud. Doing good. Hoagie the Bowler is saying, how is everybody's week? Hoagie, what's up, dude? I'm Christian four th- just showed up and leveled Randy Orton. What? Christian. Yeah, just showed up and leveled Randy Orton. Everybody's nice. trying to stop Orton. Love it. All right. So, should be the last one? Is he going to show up? Is he ready? Did he come back quick? No, it'd be Ric Flair, <laughs> wouldn't it? Or Shawn Michaels. Lucky bastards watching the pay-per-view. Not bad. Had a good night of bowling Friday. Fuller definitely had a good night of bowling on Friday. I'm sure you saw yeah. the scores. The new league is very, very cool. That new pro league we have up at Lita Lanes, it's very cool. I like the format, three-man scratch speed league. It's friggin' awesome. And uh, I wish it all the best. It's a good uh, time. I, I bowled like a poopy that night. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I bowled four times that, that last week, and I bowled good, twice, bad, twice. So, 
move the good ones to it's Friday. It's 50 50. Me and Savior are on the same team. Everybody yeah. watching. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm glad to see uh, everybody right. is in good spirits tonight. Good spirits. Well, Vince McMahon still has a chance to ruin it. It is a pay per view night. All right. Here we go. <laughs> all right. You guys ready to get this bad boy started? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. Chad is definitely ready. Chad is very active tonight. All right. And we are heading into our last fuck around week of the top tens before we start getting a little bit serious here. So, fellas. Yeah, guy. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm assuming you guys are ready. Oh, what? hell yeah. And I am oh, assuming ready. Chad is ready. <laughs> then. I, I would hope so. Then. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> She's fucking. We are here. <laughs> so, so, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. So, Lady Death Drops in here playing the, on the PS4 in the room as well. And she just walked out of the room because she, know, she knows that the intro's coming and she fucking hates it. <laughs> so. <laughs> But we're going to fucking do it anyway. So. <laughs> Excellent. For the thousands in attendance. And the millions. And millions. And millions. Of Twitch viewers. And Spotify listeners. And podcast listeners. From all over. Watching and listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Let's get ready to create our top 10 all-time commentators list. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Death Drop Channel and Rocky Mountain Pro Stream team proudly brings to you the single and only wrestling jackass of the world. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's your boy, Johnny D Squid, Johnny Death Drop, the host of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. On the left. We have our resident from up on the east side of Maine. You got the way one and only. Way up there. Wait, way actually, up there. I should say up there. co-host of the dude. Uh, not oh wow, co-host <laughs> of the Ripping the Rack podcast. The one and only Coastal Crusader Brian Athern, baby. What? What's up, everybody? Can't wait to talk some uh, announcers, and uh, we're going to make sure we're going to try and drive Michael Cole into the top spot. Michael Cole needs to be number one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I got to go shit. On the bottom right, as soon as he gets his headphones in after taking <laughs> the quickest shit ever. Oh, by the way, Sean Michaels just came back and super kicked Randy Orton. <laughs> Oh, my God. Here we go. On the bottom right, 
You have our resident mass hole himself, the one and only Marky Pins. What's up, guys? How you doing? It's going to be a fun one tonight. It's going to be good. And on the top right, he will not have to trade spots with Triple I once he gets here. <laughs> we have the one and only Sunday Night Savior. What's up, everybody? The other motherfucking Jeff. <laughs> How we doing, guys? And I dropped my fucking pen. Oh, good. Good job, Sparkles. And this, my oh. friends. Ogie can't vote tonight. He's on his sex box. It's all right. You can vote in chat. Vote, vote in chat. Vote in chat. We'll count them. And this, my friends, is the dudes and belts wrestling chat cast, baby. I do it every week. And folks, and I'll I'll do it myself this time. And folks, if you guys are just not fucking down with that, myself and the dudes and belts chat cast crew just have a few words for you. It's still real to us, damn it. So, suck it. Ayo. 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 All right. Survey time. And then she walks back (laughs) in the room. There we go. (laughs) That's okay. It's all good. All right, folks. Before we kick off the top ten, as I said last week, this Dude, episode. We wore the same shirt again, Johnny. We did. I think we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we we definitely you, did. You guys, man. <laughs> and You're Sundays and Sundays phenomenal. I got a Five Nights at Freddy's shirt on today. And we got like, the Five Nights at Freddy. For I was the bowling, content. so I got a bowling shirt on over, and I can't <laughs> wear nothing, so I had to wear a light, light shirt. But I got my yeah, Don Owen Sun shirt. on. Those those bowling shirts. Sometimes you get chafed if you don't wear anything under them. It's bad. I gotta have a shirt on. Some guys can't. I have to. Yeah. Um, Me too. I can, but I don't usually. All right, folks. Just like last week, and I will do it again this week. This episode, along with every other episode that we do, is live as it happens on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop. We go live Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you guys want to be a, a part of the conversation, you guys want to vote, we got a couple big top 10s and especially a top 20 towards the end. You guys want to be a part of this top 10 series? Create an account. It's free, no charge whatsoever. Follow the channel. Leave the notifications on so you guys will get notifications every single time we go live Sunday night. And it gives you an opportunity to voice your opinions. Since you can't really do it via listening on Spotify, you can actually come to the channel live, voice your opinions, and actually help create our Dudes and Belts Top 10 list. So, again... Twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop. Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you also want to know about any scheduled changes or any special events for the shows, follow all the socials. Twitter is capital J, capital D for Death Drop. 
You got Johnny slash Death Drop on Instagram. And on Facebook, you have Johnny D Drop. Because again, you can't use death in your Facebook name, apparently. Yeah. Fact. Exactly. Yes, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's D Drop. Drew McIntyre so, one. With a little bit of help. A lot of help. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just a handful of Hall of Famers. Yeah. So, guys that are here on Twitch with us, it is all about our top 10 commentators. This is going to be our last fuck around top 10 list before we hit the, excuse me, before we hit the big ones. Top 10 commentators of all time. This should be a fun one. And folks, and folks, just like I forgot last week, I'm going to let you guys know. That probably between the 9.30, 10 o'clock hour, we are expecting our fourth cast member. And I guarantee you, I'm, Triple I, H. I am about, Triple H. I'm, I'm about 85% sure he is not going to be prepared. Guarantee you he's <laughs> going to forget his headphones. And this chat cast will be extended for an extra 15 to 20 minutes while he's trying to look up headphones on Amazon. <laughs> so... When you hear the Indian accent, when you hear the Indian accent, or in Marky Pin's case, a stupid Indian accent. (laughs) I see see through the the national. He's just stupid. He's just stupid. That's when you know that he has arrived and he will give his formal intro, which is always very entertaining. Players driving the ambulance to drag Randy Orton away. There we go. We got all of them in. That's all. I'm not joking. I can't make this up. Players driving the ambulance. With Randy Orton away. <laughs> That's awesome. Hoagie, you made a good point, but if we were doing anything bowling related, he'd have been number one or number two on my list, too. Don Gillis, uh, the voice of the ooh, Candleman yes. Bowling Show in New England for some 40 or 50 years. Mm-hmm. Voice yeah, of the yeah, man's it was like voice 48 was years, I think silk. he had it. Something yeah. To the, yeah, that he had it. Yeah. yeah, somebody else had it the first like and... two years of the show, and then, then he took over, and he, I think he took over in like, Late 50s, early 60s. Oh yeah, so it would have been like 38 yeah. years then. Yeah, so it was, it was like 58 when he took or was over. It late, like maybe late 40s, early 50s. I don't know, one or no, the no. other. The show started in in the early to mid 50 range, and then somebody it? else had it for the first two or three years, and then he took over in like 58 or 59 or something like that, and ran it till yep. 96 when it ended. Yep. Yep. So last week we had our first vote for the number one spot. I think Sunday won that one. I, if I do believe, I think you had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Macho. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you kick off number 10, sir? All right, so my number 10. He's a guy that has some history in the wrestling business. It's uh, Vince McMahon. Mm. Uh, Vince was the announcer for the, for the WWF for a long time before people even knew. He was owner. Um, he was just the announcer. That's what people knew him as. He he was one of the reasons why a lot of guys got over, because he, in the announce table, pushed and pulled the right way and did, you know, massaged people's emotions the right way, and did a very good job. He wasn't great at listing listing off moves. It was always what a maneuver. Uh, yes, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's all you heard. But, Huge but, maneuver or yeah. a sidewalk slam. 
<laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that was atomic so, drop. Yeah, but he he had um, fifty-eight to ninety-six. Yeah, he had uh, a lot of a, a, a lot of moments. He even he was even the first announcer on Raw when when it when Raw first went live. It was a lot of him and Macho Man, a lot of him That's and Bobby Man. the Brain. Uh, so the, you know some of him and Jr. So he's had a lot of different announce partners. He was, he was very like he wouldn't hold up in today. Like his style then wouldn't hold up today, but back then for what was needed to help grow the company, he did a great job. Marcus, Marky Pins. Yeah, dude. Who do you got so, for number ten, sir? So, for announcers through the years, there have been so many different kinds. There's been managers that are good on the desk. There's been wrestlers that are good on the desk. Then there's just been dedicated uh, like just commentators through the years. You know, other men that we'll note on this list. But the bottom two, I, I took two spots. I took my nine and my ten. I dedicated them to the two best wrestlers that got to be commentators. And then I went to mostly just the guys that were most famous for the desk. Except for one. Uh, so, so not all wrestlers then? No, 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 not all. No. <laughs> um, for my number 10 pick, right, which, uh, I picked Mr. Perfect. So back in the day, him and Vince McMahon were very, very good. They did pay-per-views together. They did superstars they did together, superstars, the Saturday yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Perfect was a big part of the primetime wrestling show that used to happen in that boardroom. You know, Gorilla and Bobby Heenan mm-hmm. and stuff. But he had a great presence behind the microphone as well as having, like, in the ring and everything else. He was Mr. Frickin' Perfect. You listened to him. He was articulate. He knew the move names. He sounded natural as hell. And he'd always flip the pencil and catch it every single fucking yeah. time. Every single fucking time. Because <laughs> he was perfect. He flicked it up and he caught it because he was perfect. So I thought he definitely deserved a mention on the list. My personal favorite. I'm a little older, so I remember when it was on a lot. You see Mr. Perfect almost every Me Saturday too, on the show. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, there was yeah, a good little bunch 10, of wrestlers so, around that time that ended up being commentators for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Coastal, who do you got for number 10? Uh, my number 10 is a wrestler as well, but it's not that far ago. It's uh, actually a current announcer, and it's Mr. Corey Graves. Uh, I really, really, really enjoy hearing Corey Graves call a match. And what I like about it so much is, and he did it tonight in the pre-show during the Lucha House Party matches, it was a kind of a botch on the, the guy had a move, but he worked it in so it seemed like the, it it might have been because of some ring rust. Guy was coming back from an injury. like He, he co- tried to cover it up, and it flowed really well. Um, I just think he has a great love for the business. I like his announcing style. He, he is a heel, but he's just, he's Graves. Um, I, he has great insight, and nothing he says is technically wrong, even in his heel stuff. Um, it, it's always just matter of fact, but he has a way of saying it that r- makes you buy in to his thoughts and feelings or buy into that person as a heel or, or a face. I just think Graves is, a, is really good at what he does. All right. Since you guys won't do it, I'll fucking do it. Number 10 on my list is the one and only Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Cole was, Cole was sitting no, at 10 Cole. on mine for a while. Yeah. 
I, I propped no, him out yeah. at the last minute. Cole's in my yeah. honorable mentions. No, yeah. Michael Cole. I mean, the guy's been with the company for a very long time. Started backstage. 95, I think. Yeah, 95. Worked backstage as a reporter or their version of reporting. Backstage, made his way to the table, got good at it. Obviously, he's he's had his moments here or there, and understandably, understandably so. But that man has called some extremely iconic moments in the wrestling business, and they were really good calls. And for yep. his long tenure with the company, I think he, at the very least, deserves the top ten. Granted, very low on the top ten, but I I it's very hard for me not to you know, put Michael Cole at least at number 10. It really is. Hey, Vince has trusted him with some ha- handling some storylines and yes. stuff that not a lot of people would have been trusted and, with. And he, he's also he's, the guy that is like the the guy that's like in charge of announcers for the WWE yeah. right now. Yeah. And and let's listen. He worked out of his shell. He, uh, he was a heel commentator for a good chunk the of the <laughs> early 2010s when he was that heel guy you know trying to beat john cena and jerry the king lawler he had a couple <laughs> horrible matches but yet very entertaining <laughs> matches i mean he's undefeated he, at wrestlemania exa- he <laughs> is undefeated at wrestlemania i mean i that th- the guy loves that's the business. disgusting that the we guy, can say that as a truth <laughs> the guy that's loves disgusting. the business guy loves yeah, the business does. his his long his long tenured and just a lot of his iconic calls in extremely important moments. He is, I think, for me, definitely worth at least a spot in the top ten. Granted, lower, but I, I think he deserves that ten spot. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first vote of the night. Make sure you all vote. Polls up. Hoagie, you're on Xbox. Vote in the chat, sir. And the results were McMahon, Michael Cole, Mr. Perfect, and oh, Corey Graves. It only took one for for you to uh, to spell one wrong. Yep, that's yeah. good. Right, right in the first. C O L E. Fuck you guys. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had Michael Cole on my list. Then. I I threw somebody into the list about two hours ago that uh, bumped Cole out. Ah. Cole was ten, and then I bumped him out. I had Vince McMahon in the list, and then I put someone in, and Vince got bumped out. <laughs> Vince McMahon's Bogey, a little Bogey, higher. Bogey's voting for Vince. Vince is a little bit higher for me. A little higher, not much. Yeah. Well, I think he's at 10 now, <laughs> based on the voting. True. <laughs> yeah, the, wow, like Roman I... came out. R- Roman came out with uh, no vest on or anything, just holding the belt up. Just just like wrestling pants, and that's it. He went like full like Samoan yeah. tattoo and everything. Yeah, he, he, there was rumors that he was getting rid of the vest. Well, there goes your last piece of shield. Adios. Yep. Yeah, yeah, until the Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, true. 
<laughs> oh, which yeah. which they will be, and I think they'll be. I think Reigns well, will definitely be a multi-time top ten factions of all time. They need to be in the Hall of Fame then. No, Our they, list yeah. is the ones that oh, they will be absolutely. No question. I'm just like I'm. I'm just sitting here anticipating a triple I fucking disaster in about ten minutes. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting just for it. it you have to let it happen and experience the moment. You can't prepare for it. There's it's no like pre- a Santino Morella match. There's no you know preparation. Weird it's gonna happen, but you just gotta watch the whole. Well, I wonder what his intro is gonna be this week. Last week's intro was very, very, very. Rio-ish. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about dudes and girls, hoes and dicks. <laughs> that, that's just... That was because it was Sunday. Like, that's... That's because it was Sunday. That's just because it was Sunday with that kid. Roman Reigns looks like Samoan Lex Luger now. <laughs> he by, wrestles better than him, though. By the way, oh, we got a... We got a tie, no, but no, Hoagie, no. Hoagie yeah. votes for Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon. Meek Mahan. Mr. McMahon. Meek Mahan. Hey, Mr. McMahon. Mr. Maneuver. Guys, I don't think you understand the importance of voting because last week was really, really fucking hard. <laughs> really fucking hard. I think I had to vote at least half the list. <laughs> All right, folks. Celtics Number 10. That was a tough pick. Any one of those fits yeah, but, at, at number yeah. 10. Right. Number Any 10, Vince man holds <coughs> the bottom spot on our Dudes and Belts top 10 all-time commentators lists. But I do believe he should be there. Yeah. Yes. He, if only like for I the said, nostalgia value and for what he did for the beginning of it, he, he deserves to be on there. I, I was like doing some research. Grew the I was company looking around. From that right. Part. People say that he was absolutely terrible. No, he really wasn't that bad. He was the voice. He didn't have a lot of knowledge, should you say, cause especially because coming later, you heard guys like some of the other people on this list, and we realized that those these guys were better. But Vince had that energetic tone about it that made it seem bigger and larger, yeah. and it seemed to get people involved more. At least I know I did when I was a kid. He was on. Everything was, oh, man, look at this. And it was a close one. Like, it, you know, yeah. he made a, an Irish whip seem like it was a finisher sometimes yeah. if he was all riled up. Yeah. So. Oh, him doing an Undertaker promo was great. Look yes. at him! Oh, hold up. I'm doing something at the moment or trying to. All right, we'll wait for you. Just yeah, you do, they're going through it. 25 minutes of intros for Roman Reigns at this point, so. Well, we got plenty of time to kill. They they lost a couple of matches on the card tonight. I know. <laughs> they they didn't even do the Oscar uh, Zelina Vega match. Did that happen? I didn't I, see it. I I haven't been watching. Like I said, I'm watching uh, watching the Celtics. <laughs> I, I I only missed a little bit of it to put Colin to bed. So. Uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm pretty sure that I forgot to, yeah, that one, because that was about seven gigabytes of space. We're going to get rid of that. Sounds good. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Just in case, because I know my first drive is, uh, we're, we're getting pretty close, so. <laughs> Just That's update everybody. Celtics said. are up four yeah. with 10 minutes to go. Celtics are up four, 10 minutes to go. The Pats. The Pats today. Pats one day. Yeah. Very good win. Sox my Cowboys today. almost pulled out yeah. another heartbreak, another heart attack game, but they lost this time. And the yeah. Habs are out, so you have nothing to watch. Don't and, bring up the Habs here, Hulk. And once again, the Atlanta Falcons are in Super Bowl form. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I've apparently no NFL team in the history of like the combined leagues had blown a 15-point lead twice in the fourth quarter ever, and the Falcons just did it in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> so we can only see what, wait to see what happens next week. I know. <laughs> can they blow a 40-point lead in the fourth quarter? <laughs> they, they, I, I think they if they purposely do, I think Matt Ryan quarter. just walks off the field and just never plays football again. Like, doesn't even go near football. And now we wait and see if the Celtics can complete the sweep for today in sports. Well, I mean, with the Lakers winning, you really want to see Celtics-Lakers finals. Uh, All right. Number nine, who was the winner of that one? Was that Sunday again? That was me, yeah. Yeah. Go right ahead. As always. <laughs> so the number nine, my number nine, uh, I have a guy that's an encyclopedia of wrestling, which kind of consider myself a little bit that, but I'm not this guy. This guy is an encyclopedia of wrestling, and my number nine is Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay. Could name I thought, every I thought you were going to say Matt Stryker, and I was going to jump through the <laughs> iPad and destroy you. I was going to stun you so hard if you said Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker. Yeah. Well, he's, he's okay, higher. too. He, yeah, he was okay, but he's not a top ten all time. Oh, no. No, 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 no. but he kind of built himself as, like, the smartest announcer of wrestling. That was kind of like his gimmick, his annoying piece okay. of shit thing, and I thought you were going to go Who was it again? Up. Please don't. Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay. Tenay. So, okay. So when you... Like I, I first heard Mike Tenay in WCW back in the in the Monday Night Wars. They brought in Tenay to be the third man in the in the booth, and you know, and Tenay was, like they especially brought him in for like the cruiserweight type matches. He knew a lot about the Mexican wrestling, a lot about the Japanese wrestling, so like he could he could bust out the names of a lot of the moves. Like all, everybody called a Hurricane Runner a Frankensteiner because that's yeah. what Scott yeah. Steiner called. It. But then when he came, Tanay comes in, and now all of a sudden it's a Hurricane Rana because that's the he name of the move. So much to put Ultimo Dragon over when he got there. Just all, all the, he knew everything about all the Mexican wrestlers. They would he would talk about how they had feuds back in Mexico with each other. Like this guy used to feud he with that guy. He did a little guy. vignette about Mexico and stuff and the yep. history of luchadors. But. But even when he was just calling a match that didn't have those guys involved, and he he would just name the moves off and rattle them off, be smooth about it. He was a little like that nerdy type a bit, but he was I I like Mike Tenay a lot. He didn't have a huge personality, but he he was just so by the book, so smart. Uh, I I I loved Mike Tenay. And I loved his addition to the announce table back in the WWE days, and ended up working in TNA for a while too. Yes. Yep. Uh, Coastal, we're going to go with you next. I, I have today higher, so I'll talk about him again later. But um, my number nine is another former wrestler, and it's Taz. I thought Taz helped make SmackDown what it was in the Ruthless Aggression era. Um, I just thought he was a great compliment to Michael Cole uh, or whoever he worked with at the time. Um, Taz gave you that background where he could do color 
or he could do a, an analytic job as well because he knew all the moves and he he knew and he was heel enough where you didn't like him, but you knew he knew enough about the business so you respected his input and he could call a match. He he added a good announcer adds to the aura of a match and the, the themes of a match and helps digest that story they're telling and, and Taz did that well. Um, and that's he's my number nine. Marky Pinsa. So, I had Taz and Mr. Perfect kept flip-flopping for 10, to be honest yeah. with you, too, because he was that good. Um, but I'm going to go old-school kind of Taz guy with my number nine. I said I was going to give two former wrestlers a spot. My number nine is Jesse the Body Ventura. Was very, yeah, very yeah. similar to Taz, but a whole generation or two earlier. Yeah. He was, he added to every match. He was smart because he was a former in-ring competitor. He was multi, I think he was a champion a couple times, and he was a face yeah. for a long time. For Vince's dad, I think. Yep. He was a, a well-known name, and he had a great presence at the table, whether he was with Gorilla Monsoon, whether he was with McMahon. Anytime Hogan was in the ring, him and Gorilla called WrestleMania 4 and 5 together from the Trump yeah. Plaza. And like I've, I've said many times, WrestleMania 5 is my favorite WrestleMania. Jesse the Body Ventura gets a moment during that WrestleMania where Howard Finkel gets in the ring and actually stands there. At, like, supposedly, Jesse paid Howard Finkel. They find out later he paid him. But he stands in the ring, and he boasts about Jesse, and Jesse stands up and takes the... And <laughs> Flex the 100,000. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that, yeah. And he, he added everything to every match, especially Hogan matches or Andre the Giant or something like that. He was a larger-than-life character. He portrayed a larger-than-life announcer, too. Very good with his voice. And fl- hating heels, but again, at the same time, smart. So you knew he knew what he was talking about. So you didn't really completely hate him, but just a very two-generation-before type guy. I like Taz was. Yeah. So I like Justin Barney, number nine. Yeah, well, at number nine, I also had Jesse the Body Ventura. Nice quality pick. Good pick. The voice, man. The voice and his wrestling yeah. accolades speak for himself. And that's how he got his name out, but man. He's a governor. <laughs> he, governor of Minnesota. But yeah. uh, when he got behind the table, mainly with Gorilla, you want to talk about getting hyped for a fucking match. You put Jesse the Body Ventura yeah. behind a behind it behind was, a desk. Oh my god! During a main so event good. of like a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania, and holy shit, you get a fucking hide on, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> we go from six to midnight. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Threat level midnight. He just had yeah. that voice that that really kept you in and just really. Oh, Sunday's kind of. Yeah, I just watching. missed me shot. Oh, just okay. missed me shot. That's all. So. Yeah, I mean, his his voice, the way he projected, really got you into whatever was going on. And he made sure that you were into whatever you were, you know, whatever was going on, he made you get into that match by his voice. Kept you interested, kept you in it. Even when there was low points in the match, that voice, man. Mm-hmm. Dime a dozen. I just watched the Saturday Night Main event that he did. It was, yeah. I was like, man, this is great. 
that's the other thing that's so important about an announcer, not just necessarily the that they can call matches, but the way that they call exactly. matches. Yeah. You, you got to find a he, way to keep listeners tuned in no matter what's I going on. I always felt like he put yeah. 110, especially with Gorilla, because Gorilla wasn't really, like, because they were a team for a long time. Um, he wasn't such an excitable figure. Like, he didn't get all worked up about things. Just maybe, oh, look at that. You know, Jesse countered that to it's the end. one of his favorite famous yeah. calls. Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Gorilla would be like like would only really get animated when he was talking to Jesse when Jesse was getting on his nerves. That was it. <laughs> or, or 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 Bobby the Brain. The brain. <laughs> or Bobby yeah, the Brain as well. Brain. It was after Jesse they paired him with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. And that was another just dip it in gold and watch it earn you money. I'm sure there's a possibility. <laughs> I'm sure there's a possibility yeah. we'll be talking about Bobby the Brain Heenan later on in this show. Oh yes. This is yes I'm, I'm willing to bet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, vote for number nine. Make sure you vote. Don't be shy. Hey honestly Roman Reigns and Jay Uso are having a hell of a match. I would imagine they would. I was hoping that was going to be really, really good. That has the the ability to be good. It, it, it is pretty good, honestly. Roman's doing a really slowed down, almost Undertaker-esque approach to wrestling. Power moves, very deliberate walking, lots of punches. Taz is Hoagie's vote in the chatta. Ooh. So Taz has three votes now? Yes, Taz has got a good lead. Because Hoagie's, Hoagie's too young to remember Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Hoagie's almost too young to remember Taz. <laughs> other than, like, now. If you watch him in yeah, AEW. Yeah, other than he knows AEW Taz. Yeah. I know that guy. He's got that FTW belt. Yeah. I can remember when Taz came out as the Tasmaniac on yeah. 95 on ECW. Oh, yeah. And he was wrestling Sabu, and they were literally just beating the holy shit out of each other. Which, by the way, did anybody see, speaking of beating the crap out of each other, and that's usually the G1 thing, Jay White beat Okada. I saw that. Jay White? They, 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 they like Jay White over there. They're going to push Mr. Jay White to the moon over there. Jado is, well, it helps when the manager's your booker. Yeah. <laughs> That was smooth. No, just an update while we're waiting for the voting. Yeah, Celtics are down one with five and a half to go. Uh, five and a half seconds or minutes? Minutes. Minutes. Okay. No, it's basketball. It's possible. Yeah. Ah, uh, the Celtics. Every game has been so tough. Yeah. They need that veteran presence like they had with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to finish a game. I mean, their team's just young, so... Yeah. I mean, just look at what Tatum and Brown will be next year. But you got to go out and get that like that key veteran piece to help lead you through the playoffs. Bring Scalabrini back. <laughs> Bring Scalabrini. <laughs> the, the White Mamba. Have you seen ever seen the 30 for 30 like short mockumentary about yeah, Scalabrini yeah. and the White Mamba? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
he's got he's one a, two rings, doesn't he? <laughs> the, the, the when he's uh, does he have two? I think he's only got one. I think he only has. Uh, he's got one. He's got one. We got a tie. Yeah, we got one with the Celtics. We have well, a tie. Ta- we no, don't have it. Oh, I know that's right Hoagie because Hoagie. Hoagie voted Taz. That's right. Taz was a guy that I I had on my list for a long time and then didn't ended up dragging him off too. So I'm kind of glad he's in there because he was a guy I had a hard time leaving off the list. But some of the names I added, I just like I, I almost didn't have Mike Tanay in. Tanay was the guy I said I added to to drop Michael uh, Colton out. Yeah, uh, and, and I have Tanay higher because I'm a big Mike Tanay fan. I, I I'm a huge Tanay fan. I just couldn't have him higher than the other guys I have. Uh, I because I just look at it as uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Taz holding the number nine spot on our Do's and Bells top ten all time commentators list. Remember, guys, you guys have the option to change the tide and vote. If you don't want to see Taz or Vince McMahon on the list, all you got to do is come and vote. And that's all you got to do. Well, we already voted for those. <laughs> they can they they can make sure that like other shit doesn't happen. That's true. Uh, I wonder who Triple I's got. Like down Taz there. making Jim Ross at nine. nine. Jim Ross oh at nine. He's, he's probably got Jim Ross at nine and and uh, Byron Saxton at ten. Oh God. Yeah. Booker T. Booker T's on his list somewhere. I All like Booker right. T, but he, he's not a good announcer. I'm sorry. No, he's not. No. For a special <laughs> occasion match, maybe. But Yeah. What do we have here for time? It is currently 948. Should we continue to number eight? Because mm-hmm. this is right around the time when Triple I typically pops in and makes his well, presence known. Well, we could start eight, and he could go last if he pops in. And if not, then we've... This three it's, and we can it's call. just three. It's just three. Yeah. That's a nice round yeah. number. You know, it's just three. All right. Three's a round number? I, I didn't think so. There's a couple I think rounds. I'm pretty sure that's a prime number. Hey, that's how many strings It's also a prime number. It's a number we're familiar with. <laughs> three. Three string match. Three string match. Yes. Marky Pins. Yeah, dude. Are you ready? I am. I'm going to be quick about mine, though. Because it's already been said. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this is the bottom of my commentators as you were always almost a commentator for the entire time until later. This is where I had Vince McMahon at number eight. He was good. He was the voice of WWE. Still is anytime he comes out. But for the years that he was a commentator... It, I, that's why I learned the word maneuver when I was a kid. <laughs> I learned the word maneuver, maneuver when I was a kid. That's right. So I had Vince at eight, but I think I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost positive that guy is WWE. He is. <laughs> he is yeah, WWE. He, he never stops working. From everything no. I've heard on like the Conrad Thompson stuff, yeah. like he just he expects you to never stop working. Like 9.30 at night meetings. Shit like that. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. He doesn't know what time it is. He doesn't sleep. Yeah, he doesn't watch TV. He doesn't even watch his own program. Yeah. All right. Coastal Crusader. Uh, number eight, I have Paul Heyman 
Uh, I was a big fan of Paul Heyman on the desk. I think it helped him transition from ECW Alliance to what am I going to do now? I'll do some announcing until this Brock Lesnar guy falls in my lap. Um, You know, and, and Paul Heyman has a genuine friendship with Brock Lesnar from what I understand. I guess he's the godfather to a couple of Brock's kids, but Paul Heyman on the, um, uh, on the announce desk could sell you a terrible match between a broom and a dustpan and make you think it was a WrestleMania opener that you should care about his passion. Yes. He's over the top. Yes. He's loud, but that's Paul Heyman. You're supposed and to be, it, if, you're Paul. if you like, if you like Paul Heyman's type of characters, he does them the best. If you like that loud, obnoxious New York guy who just drives his opinion down your throat, that's Paul Heyman. And that's what good wrestling heels are. And when you can get an announcer that can not only call a match, but know how to pace a match with his tone and his knowledge of what's coming next, it's great. Um, And that's why I have him at eight. I think he, he is as good as announcer as he is a personality, and that says a lot. Alrighty, Sunday. That's so a tough one my, to follow there. My number eight, uh, I'm going back to the old WCW days. Uh, I'm going with Tony Schiavone. Uh, I love Tony Schiavone. He he's he worked for for that WCW you know promotion or you know back when it was NW like Jim Crockett and all that stuff. He worked for them for a long time, and he he worked with Vince before that though. Yeah. He, he, he's been in the business a very, very long time. He's called some of the biggest matches in the history of the business when it came, like the, some of those WCW matches. Mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone, like he was, he was the voice of, of Nitro pretty much when Nitro yeah. was, was beating the crap out of, of Raw. So, I mean, like he's... Especially he, after Bischoff left the announced booth. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's he's been... In the business for a long time. He started with Jim Crockett Promotions in 1983. That's the year I was born. <laughs> he worked there. Then he, he then he left to go to the WWF for a year or so, and then went That's back awesome. to then went back to WCW until WCW was ended. And uh, now he's in All Elite AEW and doing a good job there too. After yeah. not really doing it for a while. I think out of all three of them, I think he's probably number one on that panel, in my opinion. Right now. Yeah, right now. Right now, I, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, that tells you how good the guy is, is that all these years later, he's still good and he's still relevant. So my pick, did I forget anybody? I think we have everybody here. No, no. Yeah. Justin. I'm going back mid to late 90s we're going down to philadelphia pennsylvania baby we're talking about the one and only joey styles oh my god exactly my point exactly what i was getting at joey styles man if you had to pick a commentator for a promotion like an ecw you picked the right fucking one kudos to paul Heyman on that choice right there and not only just ECW, when he actually started going to WWE and started, you know, commentating WWE matches, I mean, he granted his 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 way of announcing back in ECW was completely different 
compared to when he was announced in WWE, but he transitioned very well. Yeah, and, he did. and really called yeah, some did. great matches. And who can forget about his last WWE appearance when he was leaving Raw? I mean, it, it was, you know, a stepping stone for... Actually, no, did did he do it first or did CM Punk do it before him? The whole pipe bomb thing. It, it, was, it was him before Punk. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, so, I mean, he he really kind of, you know, set the tone for, I guess you could say, announcers after that moment. But even before that, I mean, Coastal Crusader already said one of his biggest phrases of his career. Oh, my God! Just that high-pitched High, voice. squeaking, cracking voice. Oh, my God! But that's when you know that there was a big moment. That there was a big moment in a match when he uttered those words in that tone of voice. You knew somebody was falling off the balcony at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And the the guy knew his stuff. He knew his wrestling. He knew his moves. And I really can't say anything bad about Joey Styles. His his career in ECW and WWE I thought was phenomenal. And congratulations, Joey Styles. You made Death Drops number eight. <laughs> so we're going to send this now to a vote. And I think this is where we are going to pause after the vote for our fourth member. There's member. It's going full metamorphosis heel here. Like, this is great. That's why he's supposed he's to all- do Oh man, he he's going to the affair. Like he has beaten the holy hell out of his cousin, and he like the referee had a two count, and he walks over to the referee after, and he goes, "Don't ever make me address you again. I'm the yeah. head of this table." And that's like, how, and is, that's how he's going to keep the belt for a very long time. He has to do that. I mean, he is just. They should have done this years ago. Jay Uso's Jay Uso just threw in the towel. Jimmy threw the towel in. Paul Heyman is Hoagie's vote. Paul Heyman yeah. was also my vote. So, so I, I didn't, I don't have Heyman on my list for one reason. I don't think he spent enough time behind the desk. I think he's a much better manager than he is an announcer. Well, I, I, I thought he was a very good announcer. It's just uh, I, 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 I don't think he has the longevity to be in in my top ten. He was really, yeah. He, I mean, he, he was really only behind the desk, like the in the early two thousands, especially when the invasion was happening. But granted, him and Jay, J, uh, Jim Ross did a fantastic job. They were that time. awesome. Oh yeah, like I said, I love him back there. Wait. I just don't think he did it enough. Yeah. To be on the top ten list for me. Uh, but in that vote of three, I think those other two guys should have been higher. And Paul Heyman needs to be there. I want. I think those other two guys should be higher. I just. I just couldn't get Shivani above the I other could. seven. I have. Sh- I have Tony I Shivani higher. I really like I Tony Shivani though. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Wow. Uh, Roman Reigns just made Jimmy Uso address him as tribal chief and bend the knee to make him stop just mauling his brother. <laughs> Uh, this is some good. This is everything I wanted out of heel. Are they gonna? Is this gonna be? Is this so gonna happy. turn into a faction? Are they gonna turn? Are they gonna turn into a faction where Reigns is running it and the Usos are like his his crony dudes? Then they win the tag team titles and the Samoans have all the gold. 
Ah. They would need another Samoan for a mid-card title. Where's Joe? What's he doing? Nia Jax. Nia. Oh. It could be. See, Joe, that, Joe's be cool. whole thing was he doesn't associate with them. I don't think they're on good terms. Joe's, just about... not, Joe's not part yeah. of the family. What about Rock's yeah. daughter? Is Rock's daughter on the way up? <laughs> she's yeah. on the way. Well, she's on the way up. She is. She's, she's on NXT right now. She, yeah. She's a little ways away. For all you guys that are listening that... right now... So, what's going on right now is we have a lot of interest going on at the same time at the moment. We got Sunday watching a Celtics game. We got Colts uh, Crusade I'm, I'm finishing now. up the yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, Celtics game is basically over now. Their season's just about over. Yeah. He pulled away, and then the Celtics just tried to shoot threes every time down the, down the court. And we got Paul Heyman for number eight. Officially. Yeah, they're down 13 with a minute and a half left. Oh, that game's over. Yeah, yeah, bye-bye. Good season, guys. Wasted season, but good season. Not wasted season. I mean, because of everything that's going on in the world, I mean, it's tough. They made the Eastern Conference Finals again. They're a young team still, still and they're only going to get better. They're going, More experience yeah. for those guys. More experience for all of them. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. have you, to lose. I'm telling you, you within the next year, guy. actually, we'll go with two years. As long as all the pieces are still in place, the Celtics are going to be an unstoppable force for three to five years. I'm telling you, if they keep those pieces together. Well, the Lakers are your, your 2020 world champions. Oh, easily. No yeah, Bron Bron's bringing that home. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be four and six now. Bron Bron is dreaming and drooling right now. So happy he does not have to play Boston. Yeah. All right, dues and belts, all-time top 10 commentators list. We added Paul Heyman to the mix via our Twitch chat. If you don't like it, show up and vote. That's all I got to say. Get out here and vote. That's all I got to say. Vote. We try, as Puff Daddy would say, vote or die. We try and keep this show as interactive as possible with our chat and ourselves. It's what we're all about. Come on, and, Triple I. Triple Eight. I mean, it's ten o'clock now, so I mean, he's he, he should be on any second now. Did he forget? That's possible. He said he was in. No, he's he probably did say he he's was probably in. Coco buttering up his elbows <laughs> or something. He's actually possibly trying. He's he's probably trying to find his headphones. Oh, <laughs> probably. That, no, 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 no. Five bucks says he shows up on the the call with no headphones on. Five bucks. Yeah, it's because he can't find his headphones. He for, forgot all about it. And he won't be centered in his in his camera. Nope. Oh, when is he right ever? Now, hold on. There we go. What, are we ready? Are we getting ready for the for the entrance of one of the most comedic personalities mm-hmm. in wrestling podcast history? He's our Harvey Wimbledon. <laughs> God love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's our Harvey Wimbledon. Uh, Did you see about obviously Road Warrior, Road Warrior Animal. Yeah, yeah. I, I posted about yeah. it earlier this week. Yeah, uh, too young. Animal. Too young. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's, oh, he's back with Hawk. Yes, he is. Having, having some tag team matches up there again. True. May he rest in peace. Yeah. 
one of the one half of the greatest tag teams of all time, and we'll get to that oh, yeah. next week. Yep. And you can't change my fucking mind. Spoiler alert, folks. They were always an event when you were a kid. When they show you heard that, wow, what a rush, and then like the heavy metal hit. Oh, 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 it pumped me right the fuck up. And every kid, every kid wanted those shoulder pads. Yep, I did. Absolutely, I did. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and the the ones that couldn't ended up becoming Raider fans. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I used to play football, so every single time I brought my pads home, I was trying to put like fake cones on and, and like yeah, try, you get the old yeah. try and tape them up. And, like, yeah. Roll up a piece of paper and just tape it, and we'll come out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Hoagie, I think he is. He's waiting for his uh, Camaluba to yeah. show up and <laughs> escort him to the iPad in the other room in his house. Yeah, he had to take his camel to Seven Eleven to get a Slurpee, and then he was coming right back. And he got the, the camel was out of curry, so it didn't have any en- energy. Right, so they got to refuel, it, you know. Five bucks Thing. says he bitches about going past his bedtime again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking point, though. That's when he gets stupid, and then we can just laugh and move on to the next one. It'll be fun. No, then he gets cranky, and he gets fucking annoying. <laughs> Fact. So fuck, so fuck with him. That's what we do. Yeah, supposed to fuck with him. But he figured out how to unmute his microphone now, so we can't mute him again. Oh, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> didn't we kick him off the call the last time yeah, we actually he lo- tried Yeah, he it. lost video. Or he lost Yeah, he, lost he didn't something. have video for the rest of the chat, guys. <laughs> so we're going to try and not do that again. we got to find a different way to fuck with him, though. We really do. We Especially around this time. Early. Are there any filters in Skype? No. Can you, like, mess with somebody's screen like the way you, they do in, like, Snapchat and shit? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't have the Maybe. Snapchat. I don't have the Snapchat either. I don't got the Snapchat for all you kids out there. I don't know what you're talking about. Ooh, get snap. off my lawn. Get off my fucking lawn. They have background effects, but I think that might go to all you guys. I think. Try to do. Try to put it on one of our screens. And see if you can get like just one to like light up with rainbows and stars and shit, Hold or whatever on. it's good. Uh, remove. No, I think it just goes to your own. You can't put something on somebody else's. Yeah, I don't not. think so. That would have been fucking hilarious. You can take a snapshot. Can hold call. Well, I guess no. Actually, you can't do that oh. either. All right, who wants who wants to be the one to text him? There he is. Never mind. I'll I'll text him. Rio, oh, oh. let us know when you're coming in. Hold up. No no headphones not centered. What a surprise. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. There he is. Hold okay. up. Hold up. Okay. Before we even begin this fucking travesty that's about to happen within the next five minutes, Triple I, I'm going to give you a checklist next time. Where's your headphones? Oh, <laughs> but I can't get up because I'm not wearing any pants right now. <laughs> well, wow. he's, he's, he, he sounds okay. He sounds okay. He sounds better than last week. Last week, he sounded like he was underwater. You sound okay. Long how'd, day. You bowl, how'd you bowl tonight? Oh, I, I hit 295. <laughs> <laughs> Third game. No wonder you're yeah. so late. You threw three <laughs> balls at every box. <laughs> I had one of those nights on Thursday. But it's handicapped, and we took six, so I'm not complaining. 
So if you bowled, what you're saying? Huh? You left the team down because you would have taken eight if you bowled well. That's that. That's what I'm hearing. No, I took six. You took six. six. No, you took six with your two ninety five. You carried them. Okay. Yeah. Thank God for you, man. He forgot to tell us that he's averaging 87 in that league, though. That's the thing. So he was actually 27 over his average for the night. That's right. Yeah. So that's why they took six. So All right. Mary on his team threw a 45, and they lost so, the third game. So for once, you don't sound like water. No. I got water right here. Fucking tell. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll check that off for this week. Number two. Get yourself centered on the fucking screen. He's okay now. When he first came <laughs> he was like way over. Now that's, he's that's like, not awful. That, that is fine. Now he's like, <laughs> he's like 90% there. So that's. That, that's you, you're, you're learning. Passing, you're it's learning. Passing Good job, bud. You're like kind of 50% this week. 50% <laughs> of something's better than 100% of nothing. <laughs> Got to get that burp out of the when, way, folks. When, when you put it. Such that way. <laughs> All right. Triple so, I. Yeah. Sir. Mister. We need yes, your man. we need your intro now. So we are all bracing <laughs> to officially have you grace us with your presence. For the benefit of those with flash photography. <laughs> or of those of or virgin button. ears. With a mute button. <laughs> <laughs> Triple I, introduce yourself to the world. Not only is it for the benefit of those with flash photography, it's for the benefit of those who are not deaf and still have their hearing and still have their eyesight, their eyesight as well. It can see greatness right in front of them. I am the one and only infinite Indian inspiration for you bitches. Enjoy. <laughs> Love not it. Bad. Nice. He kind of reminds me of the Simon system from back in, like, <laughs> early 2000 WWE. All right. All right, I, I... We are officially on number seven. So, yep. So, so you have three numbers 10, to get 9, through. So let the world know who your number 10, number nine, and number eight picks were before we start number seven. Sure. Um, uh, my number 10 was JBL. Uh, do I need to go on a reasoning, really, since it doesn't matter? Brief. I mean, brief. Maybe brief, brief anything, you know, yeah. a yeah. little bit. Be brief, but yeah. yeah, go, a, little, yeah a, a little bullet in the list. Uh, really brief, I mean, because I'm not going to, because I don't have to prove a point because it's already been chosen. But JBL came, you know, from Justin Brack, Justin Hawk Bradshaw to, you know, to part of the corporate ministry to the APA to JBL the wrestling god to a great announcer. <laughs> I mean, really, whatever role he he always involved one step in a ring announcing is no different. And he really he surprised all of us with his ring announcing. And he was just he's got a history of the business as well. He 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 knows every strength and weakness of all the wrestlers. Uh, he didn't he did not sound lost out there. He sounded very competent and, and rightfully so. He is a former wrestler. And when you have a former wrestler that can fill in with commentating, you know, usually for the most, it's more probable than not that they're going to succeed. Like other wrestlers that have been commentary as well, for the most part. We you spoke know? of a bunch of those in our eight, nines and tens. A lot of guys were mentioned Taz, Mr. Perfect, guys like that were mentioned. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, JBL is my number 10. Uh, my number nine 
somebody from ECW days, Joey Styles, was my number nine. Uh, he, what people don't remember is he often called shows by himself. He often uh, commentated shows by himself. Yeah, sure, uh, not I all the time, to mention but, that. Uh, but a few times. And that nowadays, that can't be done. Good luck trying to do that. I don't care how good you are. That can't be done. And shouldn't attempt it to be done either. But his passion for the business, and you could tell uh, in his voice as well, and they're, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was better than mine. Exactly. It's a lot better. Whenever he said, oh, my God, it made you like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what did I miss? What just happened? It, it, it made, a, as Miz would say, must see. Uh, so let's brief on Styles. Got to stick Remember? that Miz in there. <laughs> oh, I love the Miz. Oh, he uh, could have a future career finishing aspect as an oh, yeah. announcer. Yeah, he'll Kevin go for Owens twenty. Both. He'll be for twenty years. Right, right, right. Or he could be teaching promo classes as well. Honestly, yeah, <clears throat> he's he's that good. Uh, my number eight was Tony Schiavone. Uh, Tony, and I'm not. I'm not talking AEW days. I'm talking WCW days. Uh, I thought he was very good, believe it or not, uh, because I started watching wrestling when I was a kid, when I was eight years old. And back then, that's when Shivani and Bischoff were on WCW. Because I used to watch WWF and WCW. Um, Shivani, Shivani's enthusiasm. He had a lot of knowledge, but his enthusiasm, I take that into consideration as well. His enthusiasm, it was above average, but I felt like it could have been more. He could have put a little bit more oomph into it, thrown a little bit more spice, a little bit more excitement. And, you know, and also, Shivani, you know how with certain commentators, you have your yin to your yang, you know, your peanut butter to your jelly, uh, your heel, your face, they, 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 they play off of each other. Shivani, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like didn't, as good as he was, he didn't do that. He didn't play off of somebody, really. So that's why I had him at number eight. Shivani uh, was my number eight as well. Yeah. I got one right. Well, it well was, it was, no, you didn't. No, you didn't get it right. <laughs> it was my number eight. You didn't, yeah. you didn't yeah. become the number eight. We need to refresh eyes on what the dudes and belts check has. And I will gladly do that. So the one time me and Sunday agree, I'm wrong. Go freaking figure. Yeah, you weren't here to vote on it. Exactly. That's why. So shame on you. If you were here to vote on it. Hey, I've won the last two. Yes, you have. Exactly. Yes. Coastal's running away with this list so far. Number 10, we have Vincent Kennedy McMahon at number 10. Oh, yep. Here I, we go already. <laughs> I have a much higher. Number 9, we have Taz. And then number 8, we have Paul... Heyman. What do you think, Triple I? Yay or nay? I, uh, what do you mean by how, how, do you, how do you like the list so far? Do you far? agree with that? Do you oh. agree with that? Uh, number ten was Vin, was Vince uh, Vince Kenny Vincent McMahon. Yes. Vince yes. McMahon. Yes. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I have him much much higher. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, nine, but nine and eighty, you good? Nine, I'm good. Yep. Uh, who was eight again? Paul, Paul Heyman. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, so we're on number seven. Coastal Crusader has won that pick as well, I believe. This is where I have the voice of ECW, Joey Styles. 
Uh, Styles always made me tape chase ECW stuff just to hear him and his oh my god call and hear him call a Sabu match and it was it was great. Uh, it was the first time I had heard announcing like that. I was used to the Vince McMahon's. I was used to Jim Ross. I was used to Eric Bischoff's dry ass. You know, it was all this either Southern wrestling or Vince McMahon. Um, and Joey Styles sounded like my buddies freaking out, marking out on the couch when we watched Nitro. And it was just cool. And he could, he made me invested in a lot of matches and made me really want to learn about these guys that I had no idea about just reading about in PWI because I didn't watch ECW on the TV. We didn't get it up here. It was on a channel that we just didn't get. So he, it made me want to research and learn more about ECW. So it opened up, him alone opened a whole new like area of wrestling to me. Marky Pins. I 100% agree that this is where Joey Styles was on my list number seven for everything that he said. You mentioned Sabu. So some of my yeah. first ECW experience that I got back in the day when I was a little kid, when we would eventually see it on like the Spanish channel at like 1230 in the morning, you know, if yeah. you were up, just happened to be watching it. Like I, I grew up just outside Boston, so we did get it, but I was like too much of a little kid. But every once in a while, I would catch it. And one of the earliest things I can remember catching of ECW was a Rob Van Dam Sabu match. And Joey Styles calling Sabu the homicidal, genocidal, suicidal. I and I yeah. just went, I got to sit down. And then Rob Van Dam, and he came out, and the, the emotion he called a match with was just amazing. He made, he drew me in the ECW. Then there was the wrestling of Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and the other crazy bastards. Shane Douglas was in there at the time, the Pitbulls. Um, he was just he was amazing, and he worked by himself. You said that too, I. Yeah. That was a big, big thing. He almost never had a co-host with him out there doing commentary with right, him. Right, right. He was yeah. great in the ring as an interview. He was great on the table. His, And he was smart. He knew the words. And he had the vocal inflections that made you stay there and know that he knows his shit, and I'm supposed to be excited yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, I feel there's others that have had a longer tenure and better in the career, but Joey Styles, number seven. Yeah. Sunday. So number seven is where I have uh, one John Bradshaw Layfield JBL. I think Bradshaw is one of the best heel color commentators in the history of the business. He is so good at getting his point across, but he would also he wouldn't just go heel. He wouldn't. He wasn't just always with the heel. Like he he coined the phrase "Big Match John." You know, when he's talking about Cena and he would put Cena over that way, even though he was kind of, you know, leaning towards the other the other guy. But 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 JBL would use his experience in the ring against Cena, how he lost at WrestleMania to Cena. You know what I mean? Like that was such a big thing that even many, many years good at that. He was really good at really using his own experience with a lot of these guys into his commentating. And that that's why he like years and years later, he's he's already uh, uh Showing what, like, you know, what John did to him, he, he does whoa, it too. Whoa, 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 hold up. We got a raid. We just got raided. He'll yes, Josh again. We just got raided, guys. We have our alerts muted because we are recording this episode to Spotify. But thank you for the raid, Heal Josh. Party of 11. Hey, hey, guys. And he is also hosting with 20 viewers. Welcome to the channel. Look at all these follows. Holy smokes. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Thank, Thank you, you Josh. Again. Greatly awesome. appreciated, oh, bud. 
Anytime, guys. <laughs> not, not you. you. Not, not you. Not you. <laughs> guys, you you are here dressed in the nick of time. We get. We are currently working on our dudes and belts official top ten all time commentators, where we leave it up to you guys to vote. We give you the options. We put a poll out to chat, get you guys involved in the interaction. And we have, I was crying for the last match for Keegan Keller 10. Sorry, I'm currently in the middle of everything right now. Uh, Pog Cyber, what's up? Heal Josh, Heal Josh too sweet. Super Baby. Super Baby. Josh as well. Super Baby. Triple X. That that is right up Triple I's alley. I can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and all over his search history too. <laughs> and his face. I don't want to tell anyone that. <laughs> I didn't say which site. I didn't say which. Site. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't say the words you type in before you type in XXX. I didn't say shit. <laughs> Good. All right. So let it's me all go context, over. People. Context, okay. You need it. Keegan Keller ten. Thank you for the follow. Hog Cyber, thank you for the follow. And Heel Ray 27, thank you for the follow. Super Baby, what is up? How's it hanging? We have right now. What's hanging right now? And he's got no pants on. Jesus Christ. And Super Baby Triple X with the follow. How's it going, boys and girls? Hey, hey. We are on number seven of our list right now. Actually, before we get the triple I's pick for number seven, let's show you guys what we have right now for our dudes and belts all-time commentators list voted on by the chat, you guys. There it is. At number 10, we have Vince McMahon. Number nine, we have Taz. And number eight, just voted on, we have Paul Heyman. This is voted on by chat, guys. So you somebody's guys... going to get mad at that one. Yes. I think somebody's going to get mad at that one. Oh, guaranteed. But we can blame Chad because Chad votes on it. Mm. <laughs> All on them. <laughs> All your fault. It's not it's my not fault. My fault. <laughs> and Case as of right now, the choices for your number seven, as of right now, we have Joey Styles at number seven and JBL at number seven. And Triple I, we're waiting on his pick in that slot. My pick was already chosen for the last one, I believe. Um, I had Paul Heyman at my number seven. He was in the number eight, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so he's already chosen, So, but he's my number seven. But don't need to go into, de- into detail, though. And this is where I had Tony Schiavone at number seven. Um, actually, I already had him. So, not going to get into much detail because we had already talked about Tony Schiavone in our previous picks. The voice of WCW, really the voice of Monday of WCW Monday Nitro. Um, he was phenomenal then. I, in my opinion, he is the best commentator on AEW right now. And that's just where I'm going to stick with that because we've already talked about it. Can you say hey for Josh? Absolutely. Guys, let's shout out Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh, the second time Josh, yeah, Josh. has done this for us. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Sunday, do you mind uh, giving an official shout out for Heal Josh in the chat with his Twitch link? If that's possible. Mm. Like, while I get the poll going? Yeah. And right now we have a current poll out for our number seven pick. Joey Styles is Hoagie's vote. That's three for Styles, four for Styles with Hoagie. Yeah. Thank you again, Josh. Greatly uh, heal, Josh, I should say. Yeah, heal, Josh, yeah. I am heal. Recognize that, bitch. Shut the fuck up, Triple I. You're Triple I here. You are heal, Triple I, because you have already turned on Chet multiple times during this <laughs> whole series that we're doing right now, so. You've got full Bret Hart heal. Yeah. <laughs> ha! Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I was just looking. Five, two, Hogs voted, so that's six. Six, wow. Excellent, excellent. <clears throat> Guys, let us know what you think of every pick, too. If one of the picks is not chosen, voice your opinion. Let us know. But don't don't forget. It's all yeah, one of the, on one of picks you. <laughs> yeah. Why no one has chosen Mike Adamley yet is beyond me. We were getting there. We're not even in the top we're five We're not in the yet. top five yet. Why would yeah, you think Adamley was gone? You probably, think, you probably think Funaki shouldn't be number one either. Funaki is number one SmackDown announcer. Indeed. Indeed. See, <laughs> welcome back. On American Gladiator. What's up, Zilla? Awesome. Yeah. Welcome back, Zilla. brother. What's up, dude? C. Zilla actually suggested a top 10 that we actually did a few weeks ago. Remember yeah, our there. top 10 catchphrases of all time? Yep. That yeah. Was, he yeah. the one. That we were trying to think of something. Idea. We couldn't. Zilla was like, yo, catchphrases. Love it. And, boy, and then we, I, and we then had I some went fun with that it. one. Did you watch WWE? So, I did. I watched it. Colsa Crusader did. He was keeping us updated because obviously we have this going on at nine o'clock every Sunday, but we always have at least one person watching the pay-per-view and keeping us informed on what's going on. Yeah, I would have been watching, but I was watching my Celtics get eliminated from the NBA playoffs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Celtics lost in the NBA. But making it to tonight. the Eastern Conference Final, which is like third time in four years or something like that. Yeah. Roman Reigns cemented himself as a good heel with that yeah. last match. Yeah. With Agreed. He looks like looks like a monster. Yeah. We love what Roman Reigns is doing, folks. Good. I do. It's, I was a I was a big not Roman Reigns fan for a long time. It's such good. Good. Shit. 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 <laughs> All right, we have Joey Styles at number seven. What a shitty maneuver. <laughs> what? A... <laughs> what a shitty maneuver. Joey Styles at number seven, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Uso proved a lot in that match, though. Yeah. He, Super Baby I, says, I feel bad for Jay Uso. Yeah. It was a great match. He worked it very well. That was the best Jay Uso I've seen in a, in a very long time since the early days of the Usos. I think he's going to yeah. be a really, really, really good singles competitor. 
I actually I do too. think, I think both he's of them the majority of, of them. Until Jimmy comes back. Yeah, but I think both well, of them. Jimmy was there. Too. Yeah, Jimmy came out through the towel and to end the match because Jay just was laying there. Motionless. Roman, Roman just kept, you know, pounding on him. Yeah. All right. Who had Joey Styles at number seven? That was uh, Coastal Hol- and Ho- I. Coastal, yeah. Holy yeah, Coastal smokes. Coastal is fucking running away with this list. You can tell he was prepared this week. Yeah. Number six. I need to go to bed. All right, Super Baby. All right, Super Baby. Thanks for dropping Absolutely. in, buddy. Thanks for checking in. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you all you guys for dropping in during that raid. We greatly appreciate it. We are also yeah. a very heavy wrestling channel. We do sometimes do watch-alongs, mainly on the majors. Uh, but every Sunday night, 9 p.m., whenever there's not a pay-per-view on, we do, You're right, we, we do all different kinds of wrestling content. And uh, a, we also do some gaming content during the week as well. But Sundays is our big day when it comes to wrestling. But wrestling talk is encouraged throughout the week, as always. And this show, along with all the other shows, will be recorded and will be on Spotify for you guys if you care to check us out. Links will be posted on all my social medias. So if you want to know when they come out, when they go live, just follow all my socials. Uh, blah, blah, socials. <laughs> and you guys will be notified whenever those shows go live. <clears throat> ha! All right. Heel right. Do Kurt Angle and then hashtag. Oh, I don't think I have that command. Well, that's one you should get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me. I will... Um, Hill Ray, I'll get you in two seconds. I'll have uh, Coastal start his number seven. Uh, six, sorry. Or six. Uh, six is where I have Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, loved Lawler when I was a kid. Uh, he, he added his whole... I mean, I, I was an adolescent during the Attitude Era, so his whole excitement and puppies and everything. <laughs> hey, good luck, Hoagie. Have fun tomorrow. Um, good night, Hoagie. Oh, later, Hoax. And, and Jerry Lawler, he, he's metamorphosized. He was heel Lawler in the late ni- mid-90s in his Bret Hart feud. And then he was eccentric old dirty man Lawler for a long time. Now he's like like legend Lawler who shows up and does special matches or he gives insight on other things or helps that carry That Lawler-Bret Hart feud was better, way better than it, it should have ever been. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. like to if, point that out, by the way. That that should have that had no right being that good of a feud. And it yeah. was if that momentous. had happened five years before that, that would have been a legendary feud. Yes. If it could Lawler have easily had been, been younger. Yes, very much. Uh, but Lawler is just, he, he's iconic almost as much for an announcer as he was for a wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. He carried Memphis wrestling for a long time. Uh, and something I think I saw the other day yesterday was his 50th anniversary in the business. So that's crazy, too. Uh, wow. 50 yeah, years. Jerry Lawler, six. Yeah, 50 years Jerry Lawler has been in the wrestling business. He started when he was like 16. And the man had a heart attack on live TV. And- yeah. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right. Jerry Lawler was number six. For me, yes. Yes, I've been saving my argument for him for later on down the road because he's a little bit higher on my list. Um, 
Masshole, you tied with him as well. So, yep. shoot. So, at number six, this is where I had Mike Tenet. Uh I was not really a WCW guy back in the day. I was, later on, I started experiencing a lot of Mike Tenet and TNA. Uh, when he was Mike the announcer. TNA. Mike TNA, yeah. <laughs> he, he carried that show for a very long time in the beginning. Yes, he did. And he was... The, in my opinion, the X Division was one of the best cruiserweight divisions since WCW back in those days. Mm-hmm. Ultimate X is still one of my favorite matches to this day. Uh, he excited a cruiserweight match like only another guy who, I don't know if he's on somebody else's list, like Amaro Ronaldo could. Uh, he would get excited. Oh, my God. He just couldn't make the list. He was this close to making my list. He's, he's on my honorable mention, though, if we ever get to that. Um but yeah, I loved Mike Tenay. I've gone back and watched some of the, you know, you know, the, you watch some of the old uh, Attitude Era Raw versus Nitro shit, and you hear a lot of Mike Tenay then. But I didn't hear much. But in TNA, he really did make those guys seem larger than life, and not just that era of TNA when it was getting really good. Not just the era of the the WWE rejects, the NWO later in life guys, and all that stuff. He did a great job of making everything still seem relevant, basically taking the whole commentary booth on his back. So I like Mike Tenay a little bit high. I know he's been mentioned already, but I like him at six. Heel Ray, see you later, bud. Thank you for oh, the follow. Later. See ya. And, Thanks, buddy. And welcome to the Death Drop Army, all you guys. Fucking right. All right, I just made a note to myself to create a socials command. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> Because I definitely need to fucking do that. I, for, for some reason, I have not. But now, after that, I know that I have to do it. All right. Triple uh, I, we'll go with you next. Who's your number six? I have uh, Macho Man Randy Savage as my Ooh. number six. Ooh. Good one. Good one. That's I, very uh, good. So he started... Uh, Announcing was it 93 or 94? I believe it was 90. Yeah, 93. Uh, he was announcing. The it was after event. WrestleMania six, I think. Uh, I don't remember. It, it was the early 90s. And Macho Man, it's when I first, just like you, uh, Coastal. I was an adolescent when I first went to wrestling, and Macho Man was on the announced team, and his voice was so distinct. It stood out, and mm-hmm. it was just, it was if this makes any sense. It was his mannerisms within his voice that made the wrestling match that much more special, you know. And Man didn't really have to raise his voice. He didn't have to show, and and it's gonna sound bad. He didn't have to show as enthusiastic as other announcers because it, it was because of how distinct his voice was. It just it just popped automatically, and he had. He he was on a team with another announcer, which uh, uh, with Vince, and Vince was already chosen, so I could say it. And that was a, that was a great face heel um, team. Vince being the oh, I'm so sorry. I was thinking of something else. They both were faces. My bad. Scratch what I just said. I am an idiot. I we was know. thinking something. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fact, well, not, well, at least fact not opinion. At least I got something right, and we all agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh my God. We don't need a poll for that either. That's what she said. Oh, uh, you get enough yeah. poll. 
Uh, but my, anyways, another my performance was great. And, <laughs> and like another, just like other, just like JBL, he used to be a wrestler himself, so he's very familiar with the business, very familiar with the experience of being with the wrestlers, and he was also very meti- um, meticulous with his announcing. You know, he, he made sure with certain wrestlers on the ring not to over. Not, not to underestimate certain ones because how, of how sneaky good they could be or how they can come out of nowhere and, and deliver this, you know, exceptional finishing move to you. He always he always put over the wrestlers as, you know, no matter how bad they were, always put them over as if you'd never want to sleep on them. I mean, he did his job as an announcer by putting over those wrestlers and making you tune in and making them feel like they were the biggest deal during that during that specific wrestling match. Let's not forget about his advertising career when he was advertising Slim Jims. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Snap into it. Slim Jim. Which he actually took that contract from WWE to WCW when he left. Yeah, it was a big, big reason why they signed him. Yeah, why WCW was signing was to take take Slim Jim with him. Right. Here's the here's the reason why I tried my first meat snack. I mean, <laughs> unreal. So he is he is to thank for the legacy of Triple I. Think of all the hundreds and hundreds of uh, of pieces of meat that have been in your mouth since. I I have to just breathe right now. I just and, have to and breathe. A, <laughs> I, 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 first, I first went with mild. And then I tried spicy, and then I couldn't do spicy. But then my my taste buds warmed up, and now I can do spicy meat sticks in my, in my mouth like there's no tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Macho Man. Thank you. You just snapped into it. Oh, oh yeah. I snapped into oh, it. I snapped into it, and oh, my it just God. It, it snapped up all of my insides as well. <laughs> oh, you bet, you bet right your now, ass. Actually. That's going on TikTok later on tonight. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. Oh. That's all I have to say folks is wow. I am sorry for everybody out there in, on Spotify and all of the podcasting platforms for that <laughs> 2 minute rant. No, right you know, there. you want to know, know what I just did? Even though Macho Man's no longer with us, you know, his legacy still lives on and I by and I vicariously just promoted Slim Jim through the whole world through Spotify in this chat cast. <laughs> You know what's going to happen tomorrow? Everyone's going to the local market basket, Hannafage, Shaw's, Stop and Shop, Farmer's Market. You know, oh, it doesn't freaking matter. They're going to find the nearest meat stick possible, mild or spicy, and shove it down their throats. You're welcome. I just showed you a bunch of meat sticks. I should be fucking rich right now and getting royalties. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Meat stick. Let's give Triple I a round of applause for that one, folks. Holy <laughs> smokes. That was unique. Oh, God. That's why we love you. Damn. Promo of the year. As for of right sticks. now, yes. For fucking meat sticks. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, and the slam. Well, he's, he's passionate about meat sticks. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. And the Slammy Award, Slammy Award for year 2020 Best Promo goes to. <laughs> you sold me, Zillion <laughs> You <laughs> You sold me Slim Jims by Triple I. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Oh. You're welcome. Sunday, is it your turn? Yeah. 
Oh boy. Can you yeah. follow that one up? <laughs> I don't I don't have to because okay. my number 6 was already taken. So, I, I you know, we, 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 he's on the list at number 7, I believe is Joey Styles. So, I don't really have to say anything so I I can, I can back out of having to follow that. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which 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 makes it a lot easier for me because my number 7 was Vince McMahon and he's number 10. So, <laughs> wait, you number 6 you mean, right? Number 6. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. 6. Six, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, so what Jerry, do we have? We, Jerry we have, Lawler we have, versus... Well, we have... Lawler, Mike Tanay, and... and uh, we, have, we have Jerry, and, and, we have Jerry Lawler, we have Mike yeah. Tanay, we have Macho Man... And, and, and Macho Meat Sticks. And, 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 and then we got King of Meat Sticks. <laughs> the Macho King of Meat Sticks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my fuck. Guys, the poll is out. Don't be shy. Vote away, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, I'll be right back. I gotta go. Oh, to I'm bed. tasting yeah, it. Go right ahead. You're tasting what? By the way, by the way, you sold C. Ziller in chip <laughs> with the Slim Jims. All right, baby. You That's just, right. You just gave Slim Jims a customer. Congratulations, bud. Look at that, huh? Holy shit. While we are on this break and while number six is currently being voted on right now, guys, you only get to see this action here, twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop live in person. However, you all will be listening to this on Spotify and all other podcasting platforms starting tomorrow. Or as or as early as like three o'clock in the morning tonight. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but it's a possibility. A little Made feud. up for our little few. True. It's true. <laughs> Selling it's a true. guy on meat sticks. Oh, we need another vote. Damn it. We got a vote. The wrong vote. Yeah, that's a bad vote there. That's a bad a, vote. That's a, somebody, has to, somebody has to move that. Because remember, chat, you're voting for who you think is the best for the spot at number six, not who the best is. So... I'm pretty sure everybody else here has Jerry Lawler higher than number six. So, Dang. wait, you know what? When I pass out meat sticks for Christmas, he's not getting one of my meat sticks. It was still on the meat sticks. <laughs> uh, so, if there's anybody out there that wants to to vote for Tanea Macho, Mike Tanea would be is, is my pick here. Oh you know, no! I, I had I don't had tell me, Don't tell me Jerry Law is about to take number six. Yeah, well, there's however much time's left on the on the poll. Uh, you that's how much time we have. Calling you again. Shut up, Styles at seven. Oh, <laughs> Oop! Today got a vote. Today did get a yeah, vote. No one's voting for Macho Man. Are you serious? Macho Man didn't do it long enough. He was after, He was great when he did it. He was great though. He, just, he was great. When he yeah, he was. But it's not. You're talking an all-time list. He's not all-time because he's he didn't do it long enough. Same reason I don't have Paul Heyman on my list. He didn't do it. Mach, you're talking. Macho you're Man talking about guys been. that have done it for 30 years. You know you what I mean? Guys, you got guys sucking ass for 30 years. You know. I mean, <laughs> uh, we're not talking about we're you. We're not talking about you. <laughs> we just can't say that. He's second to go. I'm, I'm way quicker. <laughs> I think Macho Man would have been a better fit down low around nine or ten. Macho yeah, if you want to slide well. slide Macho in, in, in the tenth spot, I'm okay. It. But six is ridiculously high for a guy that did it for about three years. 
Like I had Mr. Perfect uh, at was my number ten nomination. Little, I thought that how's was it going, bud? proper. They were right about in the same kind of situation. We have a All right, tie. So, so it ended up a tie. So Little. wait, wait, wait. Did, did, oh wait, no, Hoagie's out. All right, so it's my vote. Yeah. Mike Tanay will take that one. Please and thank you, because this is this is one of the last chances he has to get on the list, and he deserves to be on the list. And and we know Lawler's getting on later. Oh yeah, definitely. That's two in a row for me. I want to point that out right now. That's I've only got one. I'm not, the number ten was mine. Mike Tenay. Good pick. Good choice. Love the Encyclopedia of Wrestling, Mike Tenay. Ladies he's, and gentlemen, he was great. We are now approaching our top five. To recap for everybody that is listening, number 10, we have Vince McMahon. Number 9, we have Taz. Number 8, we have Paul Heyman. Number 7, we have Joey Styles. And number 6, the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling Mike today is holding the number 6 spot. We're going to be getting into that top 5 now. That big top 5. Oh, yes. C Zilla thinks it's a solid list so far. Do you guys agree? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Can I disagree with stuff? Of course. I, but I, I mean overall it's a good list. We I haven't mean, we haven't really fucked up yet. High. Yeah. Taz is a good pick for like a wrestler that wrestled a long time and then transitioned to the desk. It's a really good pick. Taz was He's, in my number nine spot up until like <clears throat> yesterday. So I'm okay with Taz. I almost think Taz is a better announcer than he was wrestler, really. I he think so short. I think Taz is a is a very good manager in my eyes. Yeah, I, I didn't think his 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 announcing was. I mean, it it wasn't bad, but I don't think it was like all time great in my opinion. Jim, sell Kenny one two three. What is up? Welcome to the Death Drop Army, my oh, JJ. friend. Yo. JJ Mikkel Kenny. Oh, it's JJ. Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the two lowercase J's that fucks with me. Sorry, I was watching the Celtics. I was and the also baby. taking care of the and wrestling. Yeah. No, just dad stuff. I hear yeah. same, I same, hear same with us as well. We had Sunday taking care of the basketball game. We had Coastal Crusader taking care of the pay-per-view for us. So we had eyes on everything going on in the re- wrestling and sports world today. And then next weekend, I'll be taking care of the baby. So I'll have the baby monitor on here on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five, Masshole, I believe you won that one. Yes, I did. Outright this time. Yeah, wicked. Fucking stop the presses and shit. <laughs> and, and Triple I's losing streak continues. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> Hawkins-esque, really. <laughs> I love it. I think I'm almost positive that Triple I is on a three-week losing streak. I'm on a three-week losing streak. He won one thing. I went up and got some snacks, and I got some little he's meat. Got, mini he sold another he one. Oh, <laughs> many meat God. sticks. Oh, give me some. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Yeah. Should be sleeping though. I have school, but anyways, hey, welcome to the death. Well, uh, hey. The death drop. Channel, I do that all buddy. the time. I, I, Thanks I, for I, slacking, dude. Whatever I should be sleeping, I'm doing something I shouldn't. So, yeah. playing video games, watching movies, whatever it is. Watch start, seeing, start seeing the sun coming up and going, oh, fuck, I got like half hour to sleep. Damn. <laughs> well, fuck it today and just an extra Red Bull. Just get yeah. going. There's an extra dunks. Yep. All right, Masshole number five. So, yeah, guy, 
number five, this is where I had Tony Schiavone. Uh, I believe he's a top five of all time. He was the voice of Nitro during the war, and that alone should be enough, to be honest. He was great in the ring. He had his distinct voice about him. His You could recognize him anywhere. Recognize that voice anywhere. He was the consummate professional guy. He never really picked sides unless it was against the NWO. He hated the NWO yeah. like he was supposed to. He's a company man. Like, that's oh, perfect. Exactly. He was all WCW when it was Sting versus WCW. <laughs> he never had anything but the best things to say about Sting, and he'd talk about Sting until the commercial break. And then the commercial break would come back, and he'd still be talking. He, he, was, um, he sold every Nitro like he was yeah. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He sold every Nitro, every main event, like it's the greatest. This is the biggest main event we've ever had. It's Billy Kidman versus Van Hammer. Biggest main event we've ever had. Yep. <laughs> and he made the infamous Mankind giveaway yeah. back yeah. in the day. That, yeah. that and he was good change. friends with Mankind. Yeah. He, sa- he said later he didn't want to. He didn't want to give that away. He didn't want to do that. But Bischoff like, Bischoff, like shoved it down his fucking throat. Yeah. And he had no choice. They'd so done, he did it. Times before, but that was like the they they'd give it away like matches and stuff, but it wasn't championship. Not match. the world title, and yeah. not to a guy like Mankind that he was yeah. right. Everything about it was right. He didn't fit the WWE mold. How the hell were they going to do that and everything? And that made literally everybody change the champ. Yeah, Tony yeah. Schiavone's name goes down in the annals of every Hall of Fame that has to do with wrestling that he could get into. He's doing a hell of a job. We spoke about it earlier too on AEW. Like and, it's and not triple I, he said annals, just making sure annals, you, you not annals. That right. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think he understood he didn't attack the iPad screen and just really stopped pumping <laughs> it. So he's, he's progressing. Things are going good. <laughs> but uh, no, I think Tony's about to be in the top five. I think there's guys that have been better. I was more pro WWE. If I was a WCW guy, I might have had him higher, but number five for me. All right. We'll go with Triple I and his meat sticks. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? You say meat stick and you stop popping shit. It's a duster. Oh, that's the fucking duster again. Okay. Remember, he's got oh. no pants on. I know. It's... Yeah. It tickles too. <laughs> I, uh, We're still waiting for your number five. Uh, I think Shivani was a good pick at number five. Uh, I actually had Gorilla Monsoon as my number five pick. Uh, I now th- I mentioned earlier. I I incorrectly mentioned earlier about a uh, a face heel duo on the announcing team. This is what I meant to say for my number five pick. Gorilla was you know he was partnered with somebody else who's higher on my list on the announcing team, and Gorilla was a, the. the Face of the duo, and he fed off so well with this other individual on the announced team, and it just accentuated the matches that much more. Whenever Gorilla talked as well, uh, I felt that he was very dramatic when he was commentating. Maybe it was the tone of his voice or the style of it, but he's very dramatic. And I mean that in a positive way, because his, the way he dramatizes things, it makes it sound like, to, to steal what Sunday said, like, it is the biggest match, uh, you know, in the world at the time. Or it's the biggest thing going on right now. Or the biggest, like, a WrestleMania match. Uh, it's a very very good way of phrasing that. So, Gorilla, the way he dramatized things and the way he made it, he put emphasis on those matches. Uh, between that and his, and his antics with his, with his co-host, with his other broadcasting partner, it, 
it helped create a story as well, which you know was what you need in the wrestling business as well. And so, those reasons why Gorilla Monsoon is my number five pick. I need to ask you guys a question. Do you think he would have been? Do you think he's a better play-by-play, or do you think he would have been a better color? Well, that, that error, play-by-play was—that's what yeah. they did. You know, if, if it was today, he'd be color. Yeah, he was a back, straight guy back in the day. Yeah. Oh, it's just a question. I just figured I'd throw that out there. Since we are, I'm sure we're going to be talking about Gorilla quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Colso. This is where I had the human encyclopedia mic today. Mike today was my number five. I Everything that everyone said in Mike today made me want to think about deeper parts of wrestling. Like, not just watch it, understand it. He, he made me want to do research and figure out who these guys were and their heritage and stuff. And He was the best part of early TNA, which had some real good stuff. And he made the bad stuff even bearable. So, Mike today was my five. And then we have Sunday. So, my number five, I'm going uh, a little bit back in time. I told you guys in, in the pre-show call that I had to do some research on somebody I didn't hadn't really heard much about. So, I Turned on some old NWA pay-per-views on, on uh, like, the, the, the original, uh, 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 like, some of the real old stuff they have from, like, the early 80s and listened to some Gordon Soley. I fucking knew it. The, the, the dean of wrestling announcing, Gordon Soley, he, he, you ever hear anybody say, like, a guy donned the Crimson Mask? Yep. This is a guy yeah. that coined yeah. that. This is the guy that coined that phrase. You ever hear somebody say a Pier Six brawl? Yeah. This yep. is the guy that coined that phrase. Uh, he he was also uh, one of his quirks. He called this a suplex a souple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Gordon Soli is most of the guys that we we're talking about on this list as as announces. This was the guy that those guys looked up to there's a reason that that he's he's a wwe hall of famer he was inducted by jim ross jim ross says he cites him as his most significant influence on his career gordon soley is a legend in the business he's he's worked and called matt called bunch of rick flair harley race dusty Rhodes, all types of matches he was so so good uh just like i said i went back watched a couple things um, and he is he's fantastic so Gordon Soley to me has to be on this list he has to be in the top 5 Gordon Soley at number 5 for me yeah. and I'm going to round out the number 5 pick with the one John Bradshaw Layfield <clears throat> number 5 it's really hard I and I thought about putting him down lower but just the effect that he had at the table at the time his his you know his partnership with Michael Cole was fucking hysterical. He so was good. he he was your pure comedic relief as a heel color commentator. I'm sorry, so many good comments, so many backstabbing comments. But like uh, Sunday said, the way that he was able to incorporate his in ring career with his call making abilities his color talking about his experiences with John Cena the Undertaker was another one 
that he would bring up about his past. Oh, this guy gave me 15 staples in the head. There are no mercy back in 2000, whatever. Yeah. And and would give insight on his experience with a certain guy. And just overall, as a heel color commentator, bad-mouthing Michael Cole more than 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was so fucking good. And... For me, obviously he's not number one because there's, there's a few deserving number ones on this list that I'll get to later. But as far as like overall commentators, JBL, in my opinion, I believe holds that number five spot for me. So JBL, number five. And the poll starts now, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be shy. Vote away. Give your comments, give your feedback, and chat. So, I, I, while we're waiting for the vote to happen, I want to talk to you a little bit about, in my research, into Gordon Soli. <laughs> Go ahead, because, uh, I, well, but before you start, I'm going to be doing the exact same thing with somebody else who's my number three. But So, I, I watched, uh, on Friday, I watched the very first Starcade, 1983. And Gordon Soley was really was on the call was on the call for that. If you guys haven't watched that, go watch the last. All you have to watch is the last three matches. The rest of the show was good, but the last three matches. So the the second to last match was Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine in a dog collar match, which was yeah. fucking yeah. awesome. I remember that match. That yeah, and then the the next match was the tag title match with Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood against the Briscoe Brothers. Fucking awesome, and then. Wow. Then the main event was Flair and Harley Race in a steel cage for the title. Race yeah. was the champ going into it like that. Those three matches, it's it's like it was Flair's yeah. first title reign, right? Uh, I don't know if it was this. <coughs> I thought he had won. First. Yeah, I thought he had won one in the seventies before. Yeah. Before that, but I mean, it was early on for him. Like they called the it was it was it was Starcade, the very first Starcade, and they nicked the. The tagline for it was a flare for the gold. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, this one was awesome. I'm going to watch the second Starcade as well uh, in the next week or so. Uh, Starcade 84, which Gordon Soli also called that. The main event to that one is Flair versus Dusty. Uh, But, I mean, there's also a Tully Blanchard-Ricky Steamboat match in there. There, there's, There's some good stuff. I think I just saw why the women's tag title match was pulled on Twitter. Nia Jax tweeted out that her tag team partner is expecting. Ooh. So apparently Shayna Baszler got pregnant. Wow. By who? Who knows? <laughs> Some lucky motherfucker. That's who. Sure as hell ain't you. Some dude she choked out. She got him hot. She got on top. She choked him out and just. Finished. I thought she was. Yeah. I thought she was gay. She though. took that child. What, what, is, what does that matter is, if she's gay? How do yeah, gay people can't yeah. get pregnant? Not by another girl. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll teach you how it works. We'll talk about it after the. Okay. After the <laughs> We're gonna have the talk. Oh my lord. Yeah, because four hours ago, Fox. WWE on Fox said that 
Nia Jax and Nikki Cross have not been medically cleared, and she put lies, and then she underneath put my tag partner. We have a tie for Golden Soli and JBL. Yep. So her and Becky can have kids together. Well, they wouldn't have them together because no. Oh. All right. She could also be trolling the shit out of everyone. Easily. This is a tough one. Um. Oh. I know my pick's up there as well, but I don't know because I think Sunday's pick. I think Sunday's pick should be a little higher. <clears throat> but I don't know if anybody has Golden Soli in their top five. I'm going to go I saw, with the... I, I saw him in research. I just hadn't seen enough of him to know. I'm going to go with JBL at number five and hoping that somebody else has Gordon Soli. I'm hoping. Ooh, not your night, Savior. Not your night. Is it your night? Has it been your night? Yeah. It yeah. hasn't been his night for the past three huh. weeks. Yeah. The fucking Browns complaining that the, the, the uh, you know, making fun of the Bengals for losing right there. <laughs> At number five, we idiot. have JBL. Guys, if there is a tie, I am the last official vote because I don't vote during the polls for this reason. So it is up to me, and half the time I do a good job, and half the time I fucking get fucking yelled at. That's yeah, called 50-50. Huh? That's called 50-50. Yes, correct. Good job. You're so smart. I, I know. Fuck. You uh, still didn't put AJ Styles at seven, though. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, number four. And I will start it off. Yeah. And this is where I had Gorilla Monsoon. And I am not going to explain because it was already greatly explained by a certain person on this crew. So the only thing the only thing I got to say is what an iconic voice for an iconic time in wrestling. And no matter who you paired him up with, oh, we got a follower. Reminder to everybody who is following that we have our alerts muted because we are recording this episode and any other episode to Spotify, so we have to mute the alerts. But thank you, Heel Zach Clark, for the follow. Thanks, man. Heel Zach, the, the heels are coming. The heels are coming. Yeah, it's a new era. The heels are coming. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Death Drop Army, my friend. Glad to have you. So my number four is Gorilla Monsoon, iconic voice from back then. Um, no matter who he Definitely was paired with, pick. no matter who he was paired with, he was always that one constant at the table. And since it was already thoroughly explained by somebody else, I will give it off to the mass hole because I'm going to go a decent amount for number three. I'm preparing myself. All right. At number four, <clears throat> I picked the weasel. The Bobby weasel. The brain Heenan. Mm. Uh, that man is what I've, I've said it before. You dip him in gold and watch him make you money. 
That's all Bobby Heenan did his entire career in WWF. I don't know if he was ever involved with WWE later on. I don't know how that went. I know he had some health problems and things, but regardless, he was synonymous with that old era, whether he was managing somebody, whether he was on the table. But when he was on the table, him and Gorilla defined a generation of wrestling. They were so good together, the, the, the Saturday morning superstars, the primetime show, anytime that Heenan was in the room, it was gold. And when he was on the microphone calling wrestling matches, being the yang, the, the yang to Gorilla's Ying, always being the heel, hating Hulk Hogan so much. When everybody who was watching wrestling was waiting for Hulk Hogan to come out, Hogan would come out and Heenan would shit talk him the entire match. The puka maniacs, I know it was Jesse, but Bobby Heenan used to say it a few times too. He was just gold on a microphone. His antics when he, like him and Gorilla would start the show and they'd be up in that press. Oh my God, the yelling at the fans and all the idiot. It was just great. Bobby Heenan was just, he was just gold on a TV table. He was gold as a manager. He was gold when he was announcing. Number four, Bobby Heenan. I'm, I'm just chuckling. I was looking back in chat, and I saw Little's last fucking message in chat. And so I kind of missed the list. Sorry that I'm late. But I'm here now and just in time for Slim Jims. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Coastal, go ahead. Uh, my number four was Tony Schiavone. Uh, I really think Tony Schiavone is an incredible announcer. Uh, he, he is synonymous to me for WCW, and I really like WCW. I, I thought it was terrible what happened to it, and I kind of am glad Tony Schiavone has another shot to do something he loves. Because um, you listen to him on podcasts that he does, and he, he loves the business. Oh, absolutely. He's uh, no question. super good, close personal friends with Ric Flair. He attributes Ric to some of his success as well, getting him some, some key jobs, but... You know, Tony was there because Tony could work and Tony could call a match and, and he could handle he could handle the chaos that was Eric Bischoff's Nitro. And I don't know if a lot of guys could have done that. Um, I think Bobby Heenan was a perfect person to kind of mentor him through launching a big show like that. Um, and I think that Tony Schiavone really was the voice of WCW in my mind. That's right. I forgot Heenan went over to WCW. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! He he was just as iconic over in WCW as he was in WWF at the time. I missed all that. I wish I got to see the Bobby Heenan in WCW. I really missed all of it. Oh, that's great! Him and Tony Schiavone were awesome. Awesome. Duo. And then him and Dusty Rhodes on the paper. Oh my like god! The later nineties, oh, and you can't understand anything Dusty Rhodes says. No. <laughs> It's a, it's a thumb and all, yeah, it's a mecha dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking good. We should have had our top ten fucking promos of all time. Oh, Flair Space Mountain wins that. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dusty Rhodes' high times, high times? Oh, that's so good, though. <laughs> great, great. All right, Sunday, go ahead. So, my number four is the Gorilla. Gorilla Monsoon, I mean, it's been talked about a few times already. I mean, that, that you know, his call at WrestleMania 3, you know, the the immovable force and the unstoppable object and all. Like, the unstoppable force meets the yeah, immovable object. Right. That, like, that call is probably the most heard call in wrestling ever. Completely that, legendary. Sports. Legendary. Yeah. Like, 
ESPN Sports Center promos and stuff. That coined right. like that that phrase yeah. has been coined in so many other yeah. contests. He, he, Gorilla was the voice of the WWF during that golden era. During that era where they went from being the local promotion, the Northeast guys, to being the whole country and eventually the whole world. It was with Gorilla. It was Gorilla and Jesse the Body. And then it was Gorilla and the Weasel. And those, both of those teams, they had similarities. Gorilla, you know, Jesse the Body had a little different style of work, but they, they, they kind of worked the same, same way. The body being a little more of a tough guy type style, and the weasel being a little more weaselly type type, yeah. type style. And they would. It was just so good. His and, and Gorilla being a guy to go do the play by play after he was. Not many guys go to go to be play by play. They usually do more of that color commentary when they were a performer. Most of the play by play guys are guys that came up in a play by play, calling baseball, basketball, hockey, football, whatever it is, and then they move over to wrestling. Gorilla was a wrestler and a hell of a wrestler, and yeah, then big draw. yeah, and and then moved to being play by play, which I think is a amazing, amazing accomplishment. But like I said, he's been brought up a lot, so I don't want to go on too long. But Gorilla, to me, is is a legend. And you know that it's a good pick when he is the same pick as Johnny Death Drops number four, <laughs> BTW. <laughs> All right, Triple I. So, I mean, I had Gorilla as my number five, but he's just as good as number four as well, obviously. Which means you're probably going to lose this one as well. Yeah, you get used to things in life. (laughs) (laughs) So, I had had Jerry the King Waller as my number four. Oh, my God. Was he freaking hilarious. And he made me hate him so much, which proved that he was doing his job very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Another another perfect uh, heel face duo on the commentary team with uh, him and Vince McMahon. Oh, that was phenomenal! And Jerry Lawler, he would he not only would he make fun of all the wrestlers when he was commentating, um, but he would oh, he was very funny in the way he did it. He, he came across in a very diplomatic way, in which not only would he insult the good guys. But he would be funny as well. He was very quick-witted and had these one-liners. And he would say things that would just come out of nowhere. And Vince McMahon, who we didn't know with the owner back then because we were kids, would be, he would question what, what, what Jerry the King Wally just said as if, wait, wait a minute, what? Or I don't know, or whatever. Uh, it, was really, it, it was really cool. And his infamous feud with Bret Hart as well. Oh, that that was great. I mean, we're not going to rehash that. There was a third guy in there somewhere. He didn't wind up to be anything. I think he's a mayor in some podunk part of Tennessee now, but some dentist guy that no one ever heard of. Yeah, fake diesel. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, 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 him. Exactly. Yes. Never heard. Never heard of him. Yeah, he was there for like three weeks and he was gone. Yeah, cup coffee and he out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have your four choices for number four. Because Sunday matched my pick with Gorilla. Polls are open. Vote away who you think should be number four. What a great show so far, guys. Really good. Great list. 
I thought of what we could do if we had another couple weeks of this random list and uh, Royal Rumble winners. That's my favorite match is the Royal Rumble. So I. I so really do you do like winners or, or just Royal Rumble? Like the Rumbles whole... is tough because my favorite Rumble is just because it's what it is, and it's the '93 Rumble or the '92 Rumble where Ric Flair wins oh, yeah. Yeah. the belt. Yeah. And he didn't makes most of that rumble with his commentary. <laughs> well, Gorilla's on that too. Gorilla does that rumble. Yeah. I think unfortunately, I think we've decided to try and wrap up this series by yeah, the no, end of was, October. Yeah. Oh, why is well, that? We gotta get, that would be bad. We got a uh, watch along in November. Yes, we do. Yeah, we got to add that in. Well, we also got to get together and figure out what our next series is going to be. Come on, chat. We need some more votes in there. Vote for who you do. think is is the best for number four. We do need some more votes. That's Not necessarily do. who you think who you like the most in the, you know, out of those four guys, but who you think, you know, some of those guys could go higher, some of them could go lower. Yeah, what he said. Just talk about Slim Jims. They'll vote. Yeah, Slim yeah. Jims. You never want to oversell a product because then you're going to suffocate them and they're not going to want it anymore. One-on-one of selling. Like Roman Reigns and John Cena. Yeah. Yep. I ain't stuffing, I ain't stuffing, I'm not stuffing meat down anyone's throat anymore. They want it, they'll come and get it. I've heard that. Now before. he's playing hard to get. Yes, he See, is. Now he gave you a free taste and now he's, the next one costs you. Have we got a tie? We, we tie have a again. tie. Well, that's an easy one for me. Gorilla Monsoon. The gorilla. In the gorilla position. <laughs> the fuck was that? It was a yawn. Fucking giraffe. <laughs> that, was my, that was my gorilla it, noise. Is that that? Like, have you guys seen the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, Uncut? Like, what's the, what's the alert sign? Make the sound of a dying giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Triple I just did. <laughs> did you bring the rope? And the watches? And the butt? I, I hate guard dogs! I fucking, fucking hate, hate guard dogs. dogs! Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's so good. Uh, I, I saw it in the theater, and I was... I, you know, I was fairly young when it came out. You know, oh, like a no. teenager, but... Yeah, you're like 12, 13, probably. Uh, a little older than that. Uh... Oh, no. Okay, there we go. Whew. We came almost out... fucked up, folks. Let came out in nine, so I was either 15 or 16. All right. Gorilla Monsoon. Hey, can you guys still hear me? Yep. Yeah, well... Okay, good, good. My uh, little control thing for the volume on my headset just uh, broke. And oh, so all that, all that wow. shit's exp- Yeah, so uh, this could be fun. Don't electrocute yourself, dude. Yeah, I, get, I gotta get more. These I got these at the dollar store like fucking three months ago. So well, run down, 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 down to the market long. basket and grab some, dude. Nah, I just gotta go get my own shit. I gotta go get a regular one. Hey, you just go to the dollar store and buy like eight of them. Nah, fuck that. I, go get better. <laughs> I get better ones. I get better ones. This is the kick in the dick to finally just do it. <laughs> what? What are you point? What about my phone? Oh, what? Good night. Give him a stunner. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes, that's all you had to say. You can Take say Take him it. to Dick Pick City. Yeah. 
No, you're fine. Yes, I know I did. That's my bad. I won't forget Lady the dog. Trust me. <laughs> I'll be Lady good. Lady Death Drop, give him a Kinshasa. <laughs> Kinshasa. The guys, the guys want well, you to give me Shinsuke, Na uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's finishing move. It'd be fucking hilarious just to see Lady Death Drop come flying into frame with a knee to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a Kamagoye? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Heads up, heads up. Don't, don't. Oh, shit. Ah, get him! Get him! Hey, look, it was Andre the Giant to, uh... Um, the Hulk, Bobby oh, Bobby Heenan. No, no, no he did it to, uh... Oh, Bobby yeah, Uker. Yeah, that's Bobby who Uker. I... I just couldn't think of Uker's last name. Baseball. It was WrestleMania 4. All right, number three. Hey, you fuckers won, so you guys break the tie. Um... I will ha I will go first actually. I'll go first this time. My number 3 was Jerry Jerry the King Lawler. And fun fact or I should say my opinion on this individual. In my opinion, and I don't know how you guys feel about this opinion. What do you have in your fucking mouth, Triple I? Penis. <laughs> my doctor. <laughs> I like putting things in my Oh, my fucking head. Me stick. My <laughs> opinion is I think Jerry the King Lawler should be a two-time Hall of Famer. Oh, yes. 100%. Three-time if you want to put him in as a promoter. I, <laughs> I did some research because I heard this like 10 years ago. The wrestler, Jerry the King Lawler, has held... Almost, and it's very hard to believe, almost 200 titles in his wrestling career. Wow. Dead serious. Look it up on Wikipedia. It's probably not exactly 200, but there were so many to count, I just, I, I just rounded up. No, I, well, there were so many title belts. There were so many territories and second-rate yeah. title belt tag yeah. teams. Two, I believe that. Two heavyweight titles that he won. I think one was AWA, and I think there was another one. It might have been NWA or Georgia, <laughs> or Georgia Championship Wrestling. I believe he was I, the NWA World Champion. I thought we were talking about announcers. No, we are. We are. But, oh, okay. I'm here in wrestling uh, accomplishments at the moment, not announcing accomplishments. Well, I just want to say... Flag that... on the field, 15 yards for excessive fun. Yeah, I know. No <laughs> shit, right? Fucking party pooper. I think... Is, you got fucking right to censor. Well, we brought up JBL. I didn't talk about him being the undisputed champion and shit. What warning. The fuck? Warning. <laughs> warning. Warning. Yeah. JBL... I mean, deserves to be a Hall of Famer, but I think Jerry the King Lawler should be a multi-time Hall of Famer. And since Sunday is so up my ass about me talking about Jerry Lawler's wrestling career instead of his announcing career, obviously, Jerry the King Lawler deserves to be in the top three, maybe the top two, his sidekick in crime, Jim Ross. I mean, the one call that I can't get out of my head between those two... Undertaker versus Mankind, Hell in a Cell. I will never forget them calling that match. I will never forget them calling multiple matches. You want to talk about two legends in their craft and what they do. Those two right there. I think if, if we were to rank the top ten duos behind the desk, I think easily 
they are up there in the top three, if not top two, if not the best of all time. Jerry the King Lawler just brought that much to the table. His heel persona he took with him as he went behind the desk. The way he called matches. The way he was talking about fucking Deborah's fucking puppies and fucking... <laughs> he, he brought everything. Just absolutely everything. And I can't say enough good things about this man. Like I said, he should be a multi-time Hall of Famer. But as of right now, he's one of the great commentators of all time. Jerry the King Lawler, number three, baby. And that's all I got to say about that. So, Love it. Sunday, you tie with me. I believe you're next. Yeah. So, my number three is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, we've talked about him a bit already, so I'm not going to go into too much depth, but... You know, uh, Massel already said a lot, a bunch about the um, his time in the WWF doing it. And then he goes on and, and joins WCW and he joins solely as an announcer, did zero managerial work. So he, every bit of work he did in the WCW was behind a desk as an announcer and he made Nitro from that position, obviously. Hogan and Nash and all those guys, but uh, in the ring, but Bobby like made it mean something. Like when he legitimized it to a point, and Bobby was so so funny and so poignant. And, and as Maki said, everything he touched turned to gold. And my favorite thing is you met you mentioned how he always shit on Hogan, always shit on always. Hogan, and then always. when Hogan finally comes out and is the third man of the NWO. I knew it. I knew it. I told you all along. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. Bobby the Brain Heaton is so amazing. I mean, he look at look at this. Bobby the Brain Heaton was number one on our list a couple weeks ago when we did managers. Uh, now he's gonna fall top three somewhere as an announcer. That's how great Bobby the Brain Heaton is. Oh, and he, he did one managerial thing in WCW. He mess. He managed Arn Anderson, Ric Flair against um, Kevin Green and Mungo at the Great American <laughs> Bash. <laughs> and he on. managed the Brainbusters. Hold when on, the Brain folks. Came to WWF. Hold on, folks. One of the uh, cons to having our alerts muted because of recording purposes. Uh, Jass. We're gonna call you Jass. Jassity. Thank you for the follow, bud. Welcome to the Death Drop Army. Welcome to the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast, brother. Greatly appreciate. Welcome. Greatly appreciate you. And we're closing out our top ten all-time yeah. announcers. Shit's starting to get good here. Yes, it is. And you guys vote. Such good shit. Yeah. Shit right here. They love it. All right. I lost track. I'm sorry. I'm getting. Uh, I am getting to that point of the show where I'm kind of fade out a little bit here, <laughs> doing multiple things at once at the moment. I mean, at least doing the host. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so you had Bobby the Brain. I had Jerry Lawler. Uh, Coastal. This is where I had Gorilla Monsoon. It's where everything everybody's already said about him. He's an icon in the business. Uh, he even came back and ha tried to put Vader over in WWE 
when oh my Vader God, showed up the very great. first time and took like three of the most brutal Vader bombs I've seen to a 60-something-year-old man at the time. But, you know, everything he did for the business in the early part of it with wrestling and his rivalry with Haystacks Calhoun, he actually helped legitimize Vince's WWF when he bought it from his dad because he had Gorilla Monsoon who had that drawing power like, oh, Gorilla's going to talk about my wrestling, so you're going to want to listen. Um, and I just think that's Gorilla needs to be in the in the top three, but he was already chosen, so at least he's on the list. All right, masshole. Number so, three, sir. Number three for me is Jerry the King Lawler. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I agree with you on this one. You agree with me earlier. I agree with you on this one. Uh, he oh, wait, was, let's sing Kumbaya. Shut the fuck shut up, the Triple fuck I. Up. I don't know how many times you have to be fucking told to shut the fuck up in the top three. Holy shit. <laughs> it, shut the it, fuck up by Dr. Dennis Leary. <laughs> Doctor, I don't feel so. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just told me to shut the fuck up, and I did that. I'm I feel so much better about myself right now. <laughs> This is like uh, legit a thing. It's it, it's always once once a week, and it's always around the top three where somebody has to tell Triple I to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's been a trend. <laughs> All right, Mass, we'll go ahead. Oh shit! No, I'll be brief. We we've mentioned a lot about him. He was the other voice of WWE. I was all WWE in the Attitude Era. So it was it was Jr. and it was King, and Jr. I'm sorry, King helped make a lot of that Attitude Era. Just being the little asshole behind the desk counter every time Jim Ross make a solid point you know King would just snock and give him some shit and then he got in the ring and then later as we got older we found out or maybe people already knew how good he was a long time ago in Memphis and running that territory but everything he did in WWF both of it excuse me Um, during the Attitude Era it was gold he was necessary behind the table and then he got in the ring, and as the years came through, he stayed on the table, and he was just always a force. He was always that voice. He was a constant on the show. Him and JR were just they were one of the best teams, if not the best team in history. But he, he and Jim you, Ross have had arguably the hardest job ever. They had to continue to announce a pay-per-view the night yeah, Owen Hart died. They watched was, Owen Hart yeah. die. And they they kept watched, going. It happened right in front of them, on that yeah. side of the ring and everything. Later, yeah. people had said, and how do you do that? <laughs> How do you and be that, that professional. Jim Ross, I mean, couldn't have done a better job in yeah. that in that situation. But I, also I am sure that we're going to be talking about Jim Ross a little bit later on, folks. Yeah, Triple I. My number three pick was actually chosen at number 10. Um, I actually had Vince McMahon as my number three pick. Oh, my uh, God. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Uh, but since he was already chosen, there's no need to go into the reasons because he was already chosen as number 10. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you got two picks. You got Jerry Lawler and Bobby the Brain Heen in that number three. That's Voting. a tough choice. Vote. It's a sin if – God, it's a sin if one of these men don't make it. But one of these men can't make it. Voting well, starts no, now. No. Well, it's possible. but you know. Yeah, the odds are whoever gets in here, the other one gets in – in the next spot, that's what my, I'm saying. My guess. I think we all have the same one. Number one, so. I believe. Yeah. So I, I think whoever wins this here, uh, it, the other one gets the next spot. Yes, because I can, <clears throat> I can already tell you for a spoiler alert, if mine gets picked now, 
Guaranteed I'll have the other one. My number two was already picked. My number two is up there. So Josh Matthews hasn't been chosen yet. Josh Matthews, Matt Stryker, Kevin Kelly, Byron, Byron Saxton, Byron Saxton, Josh, Josh Matthews, and a fucking story. <laughs> Don West. Oh God, Don yeah, West. Jesus Christ! Wow, wow. Excalibur. Long time. Who was the dude that was the, the raw GM for a while, and he made the whole tape with Paige? Uh, what was that guy's name? Oh, Brad Maddox. Uh, Brad yeah, Maddox, there we go. Maddox. Wade Barrett's a good announcer. I Wade, really Barrett like Wade Barrett is so good. Yes, he is. Yes, it's a crime he, he wasn't more oh. than an Intercontinental Champion. I think I know who Rio's number one is. I think Rio's number one is Deal Madden. <laughs> well, he's part of Retribution now. Yeah, he's probably... Yeah. He's, probably he's going the other way. He's go- or- he's you know going- who's that? He's in on, on NXT. Um, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, she's that's really good too. Renee Young was good. She just didn't get a chance to talk because they drove Booker T down our throats for so long. Yeah. Oh, Excuse me, boys. I have to take a little break. With his, with his, his sucky ducky, fun fun. Jerry the King Lawler. We'll hold your number three spot. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are heading down the home stretch. I don't know if there's going to be a lot more voting left, but we'll see. At number three, you have the one and only Jerry the King Lawler, and I'm actually kind of liking this top three that could possibly be going down yeah, right about too. now. All right. Number two. I won that one, and Masshole won that one. Once again, Triple I did not win that one, as per usual. The Kurt yep. Hawkins streak is alive. Who's next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who is next? Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Dolph. I guess I will go, and because it's already been mentioned a few times already, my number two is going to be Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um. Really, nothing much more can really be said about Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think Sunday brought up a valid point. Bobby the Brain Heenan was in the top three on last week's list of managers. Was it managers? Last, well, last week was WrestleMania matches. Two weeks ago was Two weeks ago, yes. Bobby the Brain Heenan, top three in our managers all-time list. Right here, I think he's probably going to get... The number two on the top ten announcers of all time. You want to talk about a guy that fucking took his crap and ran with it and did everything he possibly could with it. Literally everything. And it literally, honestly, it did not matter who Bobby the Brain was with at all. No matter what, Bobby the Brain was going to be an iconic voice whether he was with Gorilla Monsoon or whether he was Tony Schiavone he adjusted on the fly did a very good job iconic voice for both companies both major companies and point out real quick too he was good with Vince also he was paying very, up yes. back yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. very good. being with the boss he was good with him too we didn't know he was the boss but they did 
They were very good. And that's all I really have to say about Bobby Heehan because you guys already brought up everything else about him. So I guess we're going to go with Triple I. I also have Heenan as my number two. Um, so, so the streak might be over. Uh, yeah, by know, default. Yeah. Heenan, yeah, exactly, by default. Heenan can pivot at any point and adjust on the fly uh, for whatever was going on. And that's, that's kind of what made him so special. We already know about his quick wit, his humor, the fact that he would endorse the, you know, the heels and made it for a great storyline telling. And we get all that. But the fact he could pivot at any moment, just add another dimension to his character as an announcer, as, as another ability as an announcer as well. Uh, you can't get much, you know, Marky uh, uh, Penn said it earlier, uh, that guy touches money. That, that anything that guy touches, it turns to gold, and that's the case. Anything, anything that that guy touches, it turns to platinum. In my opinion, that's how brilliant this guy is. It's unreal, and uh, you know he's my number two. Sunday. Uh, my number two was just taken as number three. Jerry the King Lawler. Talked about him enough. I don't have to really, you know, expand too much here. Also. My number two is Bobby's brain, Heenan. For everything that's been said, he's the brain. He's the only guy in wrestling to have the exact same gimmick and the same rivalries and everything for almost thirty years. And make it work he, the whole time. Yep, he was a flair guy through everything, and he hated Hogan through everything. Yep. Masshole. So number two, this is where I had Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, just growing up watching, that was the, the, the commentary team was, was Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, then Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain. He was a constant for so long. Um, let's face it, pretty much any of these top five could have been anywhere in the top five. I had Gorilla. I'm a little more partial. I love Gorilla Monsoon. But mm-hmm. I, I just happy he's on the list. He needed to be on the list. All right. No vote. Necessary voting is officially closed for the night because I'm pretty sure we all yep. have the we same all, number one. We all have Doc Matthews at one. Yes, we do. Nice. Indeed. Guys, thank you well so done, much. Boys. Thank you we so much for cast. voting in chat. Very good job. Once again, you guys made honestly a pretty good list, all things considered. Bobby Heenan is Bobby Heenan is gonna take the number two spot. So we're gonna skip the waiting we're going to skip the voting obviously because we don't need to vote it's unanimous and by the way triple i streak still lives on because you can't just win by default well you can look they <laughs> did it eyes. at wrestlemania when they beat the revival and won the tag titles <laughs> like kurt hawkins won kind of so ladies and gentlemen I mean, the streak lives till next week <laughs> he has to actually win a vote yes, yes. uh or right. a win with an agree with somebody else. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's the same. Like it has to be a vote with where, where there was there was another option out there. So if you guys want to tune in to watch the streak continue on to four weeks, tune in <laughs> Sunday nights, nine PM Eastern Standard Time, as we see if Triple I can break his three week losing streak. We can make this like Bobby the Brain and just make it like Goldberg Streak and inflate it every week. Like it's 82 and then it's 106 and then two days later it's 185. 
All right. Uh, who should we start off to talk about this man? Well, Let's... first we got to do uh, honorable mentions. That's right. Correct. We, yeah. We kind of did it almost about a round ago when we were mentioning all those people's names. Well, this well, not that I had Eric Bischoff in my honorable mentions. I Mine thought Bischoff too. was really good. Bischoff was in my honorable mentions as well. All right. Mine as well. All right, Triple yep. As you're sucking down whatever whatever's in that canister over there. It's semen. Full semen. That's a lot of semen, bud. That's like 15 years right there. He's been busy. It's bull semen. Once. When he wasn't throwing three balls every box site, he was getting some bull semen. Oh, that's it. So that's the difference between a 400 and a 280. I bet you. I bet you he threw two balls box a lot when he when he would throw one in the gutter and lose everything. Oh. That's my pick in the ten pin. Triple I, your your honorable mention, sir. I had three. I I had three of them. I, I did have Max Stryker on there. I thought he was very good, uh, underrated as well. He was a historian. He was exactly he was a historian and a wealth of knowledge. And he would bring back he would bring back things uh, or information about wrestling that we weren't even privy to. Um, you know, and it basically it would add a backstory of what was going on now. Uh, I had Josh Matthews. Um, and he's Mr. Madison Rain, isn't he? Yes, he's he is. what? Is that? Yeah. Oh, I don't even. I don't watch TNA. Oh, uh, Josh Matthews doesn't, is married. Doesn't, to one of the it really doesn't matter. He's married to Madison guys. Rain guy, like that. Yeah. That's, oh wow! I like to call that the jackpot. That, <laughs> that, Damn. Ding 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 ding. Yes, yes. That's like Brock Lesnar marrying Sable. He followed a good blueprint. That's yeah. like Bully Ray marrying Velvet Sky. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well. Oh man. I think what? I think we just lost Triple A Triple I's train of thought. Yeah, we started listing divas. Now he's in broad pants. <laughs> Let him have his moment. Let's just move on. A couple of the honorable. Days. Sunday, go <laughs> ahead. He's sitting there. He's thinking. He's having a good time. He's got his he's got fucking no, feather going. <laughs> and he's got no pants on, so it's time to move on. Jesus Christ. All right, Sunday, go ahead. So everybody that's in my honorable mention, for the most part, has been brought up. Yeah, we just mentioned Eric Bischoff. Um, uh, we, we had mentioned at one point Mauro Ranello. But one guy that I, I haven't heard brought up at all during this time that made my honorable mention is Larry Sabisco. I was, he's on mine. Oh. He's on mine. Larry Sabisco was really good. Uh, yeah, he I don't, he, to me, he doesn't fit top 10, but I mean, listen to some of the stuff he did in the, those WCW days when he, he was like hated the NWO ended up having a feud with, with Scott Hall. There, it was really, really good stuff. Wasn't he so, like hour two or hour three in Nitro every week yeah, or something like I, that? I, I, I yeah. forget the order. They would he change. He was hour one. He was hour one, and then uh, Heenan came in for him. That's yeah. right. Okay. It was McMichael Bischoff, and then Zabisco hour one, and then it turned into Heenan. And then Heenan went full-time when Thunder started. And I know because I just got done. When Colin was born, I started watching the entire Monday Night Wars, and I just finished it up. Um, and then when Thunder started, Zabisco was full-time Thunder. Okay. Excellent. Coastal. Uh, I only have one. I had, I mean, that hasn't been mentioned. I had Ronaldo and Eric Bischoff, and those. I actually had Missy Hyatt in there from early WCW in the nineties. 
She had a great mind for the business. She was good eye candy back when they weren't always. Miss Elizabeth was your only eye candy in wrestling. Missy Hyatt fit that Southern Rock WCW and WA style. She was their sex appeal. And I always liked seeing Missy Hyatt when I was like, <laughs> TBS 605. <laughs> Love the 05s. Yeah. Uh, mass hole. So, again, I really only had one or two. I'm, I, 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 if I watch more WCW, I've seen some stuff of Larry Bisco, and he was very, very good. I didn't even think of him when I was thinking honorable mentions. Um, but, like, Macho Man, um, Triple I's brought up Macho Man for everything that he did, a recognizable face behind the desk. I was always partial when the wrestlers got behind the desks. Um, I thought some of the work that Shawn Michaels had done as a, like just not not as a, as a best ever, but I look at some of the wrestlers that donned the gear more than a few times. Shawn Michaels is really good. The Rock was really good, but mostly I think back and a guy who could have had it but just didn't have it for the table was Eric Bischoff. I thought he was he's good, and but he just it wasn't top ten. I don't think he, I think he was, could be called he the greatest long enough. Well, he, he was like, he was like I don't think he had it. He only it, did it like a year of Nitro. He he was when he was just like the B and C level announcer and would do stuff. He was like he was just like you said, like the Ken doll, just what, yeah. you know, playing playing Jane. But once the NWO happened and he started doing stuff in, with the NWO, that's when he he took off and and put some real. It was such a stuff. better character. Well, Sonny Ono him. taught him how to be a heel manager. He and yeah. Sonny Ono are very close even to this day. Yeah, it it just seemed like such a better character for Bischoff to be the manager of the NWO than to be the guy on the table. But but when he there was points when he was running the NWO and and still on the table at points too. DiBiase, DiBiase. Yeah, yeah. I had Ronaldo as my honorable mention. I mean, holy fucking shit, the guy can fucking do anything. I had Ronaldo. I had yeah. Bischoff, I had Sabisco. I also had like a little funny one in there and I had Roddy Piper. He was good. Yeah. Oh, he was he good. Was. Look was at this. Look at the, the size, size of this ham hawk. All right, guys. We're going to go eeny, meeny, miny, mo for number one. Who is going to start off the Jim Ross talk? Because that's all we're going to talk about because he's guaranteed our number one. And as I said before, the Triple I's losing streak continues. Let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by the toe. Actually, since you raised your hand with your feather duster, Triple I, you can start it off. Oh, for fuck's sake. What are you doing, dude? Meat stick, guy. Meat stick. Are we practicing over there for later on tonight? Is that that what's going on? Well, yeah. Once you mentioned the Divas, it got excited. Well... Wait, 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 uh, wait, so wait, 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 wait. I am going to take a page out of uh, Masshole's book. Velvet Sky. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Watch. Really? The beautiful Watch. people were great. Watch. The only thing that works. There's one thing that works. Dinkle. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Every time. Every, Every time. Dinkle, 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 dinkle. dinkle. Oh, I hit my dinkle. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking, right? We, oh, we, we, we found the highlight for Instagram this week. <laughs> You're joking, right? You're joking, right? No, he... My mouth wearing pants! Right the ding-ding. Right the ding-ding. 
Right All right. Well, I think we need to start with somebody else while he recovers. Oh, my fucking Sunday, go ahead. He just, oh. he just gave himself the pinchasa. The pinchasa? <laughs> that was awesome. No, I, 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 I can't take credit for that. My wife came up with that when he started low-blowing AJ Styles every week. She goes, oh, another pinchasa. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! In the Bangkok, look at his face. <laughs> he just went to, went to the capital of Thailand. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. That was the oh, best thing goodness. I think I've ever heard. Peen chess. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll start us rolling on. You can hear uh, Grave scream it. Please. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, Peen All right, Sunday, stay on topic. Holy shit. So I'm just rolling on, on everybody's number one, good old JR, Jim Ross. What can you say about him that, like, people that don't already know? He was he was the voice of the, oh, the, shit. the, the freight train that was Monday Night Raw during an era when wrestling was at its peak. And him with the King Lawler, that's why I had Lawler, too, because I'm like, they were both just the guys they were they were the at least 30 percent of the reason you tuned in was to hear them you know yep. obviously it was austin and, and mcmahon and and dx and all this stuff but you tuned in because those two made you feel like you should and jr is a guy that's been around for a very very long time he first started doing doing uh the broadcast stuff in 1977 i mean and now here we are 43 years later and he's still doing it not at the high level he did at once before, but he he's still doing it. He's still respectable, and he he knows so much stuff. And he's he's forgot more about wrestling than all five of us combined will ever know. Uh, yep. That's he, a lot. You and I know a lot, Sunday. Yes. So <laughs> he he's worked obviously as the 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 play by play guy for WWF, for WCW, for New Japan, for AEW. Um, and he's like he's also been the guy in charge of hiring wrestlers in charge of talent yeah for (laughs) wwf for a long time you know and bringing guys in so i mean there's not much to say about uh jr and like like we said that that famous call at at hell in a cell you know when foley gets tossed off and he goes by as god is my witness he's broken in half is the is is in the top two of greatest calls in wrestling history. I'm glad you put it that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> top two. Yeah. And they're almost yeah. indistinguishable as a number one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, you can have a fight over, over who's number one uh, in, in that call, but you know, it's him and monsoon for that, which we already brought up, yeah. but, but, but monsoon was just calling a stare down. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jerry Lawler actually has a, a good one in the, the next part of that match where he goes through the top of the cell and he's like, that's it. He's dead. Yeah. Yep. Just a matter of fact. Like. Yeah. That's it. He's dead. Yep. All right. So somebody else can take, oh, if, if uh, Triple I is uh, healed no, up. No, no. He's, he's still shoving shit in his mouth right now. We'll just go with Coastal right now. <laughs> I mean, shoving shit. You turned into Raw's War to hear puppies and Slobberknocker. <laughs> that's what you wanted to hear. You wanted to hear JR. And I mean, Here's a guy who had every reason to not be successful in a wrestling business. He had Bell's palsy. He was on TV every week, viewed by millions of people with half his pace paralyzed. 
he he never knew when it was going to pop up. But the man put in performance after performance. He always showed up. His WrestleMania calls are legendary. The matches he's called as main events in WrestleMania alone. Austin Michaels, Austin Rock multiple times. Um, he should have called the Hogan Rock match. That would have been amazingly good. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. I was glad to see that he get he got to come back and do some of the more recent WrestleMania matches. Um, that that was a, a cool thing to have him come back before he went to AEW. And even with AEW, he, he's not as quick on the draw as he was, but he's still a really, really strong voice in that AEW broadcast. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to get people over. That's the thing. He knows. And people, like, I, I understand people like Vince Hayden because he talks about college athletes and backgrounds. That's something we can all relate to, even if you're not a wrestling fan. You're, you're more likely a college football fan. A lot of people are. And if, if Jim Ross goes, well, this guy played at Florida State, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's great. Like, Ron Simmons. Like, that was one of Jim Ross's big first signs with WCW and the NWA is he signed Ron Simmons. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next. <clears throat> Greatest barbecue sauce ever. <laughs> Hands down, one of my favorites. No. In all reality, this guy will die for the business. Obviously, he's showing that now. Still working. Still busting his ass. Again, not to the extent of where he was back when he was in his prime. But... Still very good. Love hearing his voice. Iconic voice throughout all of wrestling. Again, you guys pointed out one of the best calls in wrestling history during that night. A guy who had unfortunately had to properly, professionally let everybody know about Owen Hart. Within 10 seconds of him finding out, you want to talk about being on point, saying the right things at the right time. For a guy he'd known since he was a little kid. Yes. Like, he had seen Bret Hart or Owen grow up. And he has also been very involved with talent over the years. He was part of the talent relations, talent recruitment. So a lot of these stars that you see now, thank you, JR, for that as well. And the guy wore his emotions on his sleeve. He He will say it like it is. He's just one of those class act legendary figures in the sport of professional wrestling that none of us I think will ever forget especially that voice Massel I will leave the rest to you and Triple I that voice defined a generation or two in WWE F-G-H-I-J whatever (laughs) U-C-K Yeah, exactly. No, that that voice is synonymous with the Monday Night War. That voice is synonymous, like we said before, to the people who knew about wrestling, being the fourth guy in the match. There's two guys in the match. There's a referee. The fourth person that you hear is the one that's telling you about that match, directing you, kind of influencing you how to think, how to act, who's good, who's he side with, what's going on in the match. JR helped to tell that story. He got involved in many, many stories. He used to be an in-ring interview, got stunned by Stone Cold so many times. Got lit on fire by Kane. Yep. That's right. Kissed Vince McMahon's ass. That's right. 
he's been a major player through WWE's history, not just on the table, but everything that he did on the table defined a war with another company that they had their guys that were just as good, their own commentary team that was great. Every week it was a chore to get better. And JR and King, they succeeded at that. They kept getting better. They got better and better. They really didn't trash WCW too much. They kind of did, but not a lot. There were he times. Focused, there were some they times, left that for the Billionaire Ted's Wrestling War Room. Videos. That's right. It wasn't as much like on the TV and on yeah. the commentary as WCW's was. But at the same time, he defined what we grew up as Attitude Era Wrestling and then what led into the Ruthless aggra- Aggression Era Wrestling. Some of the most iconic calls. Tyson! Tyson! You know, mm. there's so much in history that JR made significantly more than it should have been. And history would have been a very different place. Wrestling would be a very different place without JR. And you can say the same for some of these announcers, but nowhere near to the scope of JR. JR's not the lead commentator on Monday Night Raw. If like Michael Cole's that guy in that era, we're looking at a totally different result. Or if Vince stays in that seat. Or if actually that's more like it, to be honest, if Vince stays there. Vince did a good thing and moved himself away because there were many a nights on Raw. He could. Right. He had to. He knew he had to. He had somebody else he could trust with the show as much as he trusted himself. There were many of an episode of old Monday Night Raw where it was Vince, it was JR, and it was King. And then Vince backed himself off at the table when he saw how good JR and King were together. And then they took the attitude ever and fucking ran with it. JR has to be a number one. JR's the other guy in the Brett Screwed Brett interview. Yes. Yes. JR interviewed Goldust. During that crazy gold dust and mankind swing. and mankind, mankind with all that, yep. yeah, yeah, he was an integral figure. Yeah. Triple I, are you composed? We gave you plenty of time. Yeah. So what else is there left to say, really? Uh, but there's one. Well, thing that's we... why we saved the best for last. Oh yeah. yeah. Thanks. We need your so... infinite Indian inspiration. Right about well, now. I'm not going to rehash Fuck everything show, that bro. you guys just said, but there's one thing I want to add to it. I think I think Jr. is one of the only announcers that was actively in actively involved in a storyline, uh, or, or one of the few announcers to be actively enjoy, uh, involved in a storyline. He was involved with the biggest star during the Attitude Era, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he just as Heenan was to Flair, as Jim Ross was to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that can't be that cannot be said enough or stated enough. He was always for Austin, uh, you know, nine and a half, you know nine until he turned heel, but basically nine point nine times out of ten, always an Austin fan, always supporting him. He even got bullied. I remember during by Triple H in China, he was beat up by them. And, you know, he would not back down and not talk bad about Triple Austin. H broke his arm. Yeah. In that feud. And well, then, so, so, right, arm. exactly. Yeah. And I remember them having a tag team match. It was JR and Austin against Triple H in China. Yeah. Uh, and that was phenomenal. And JR was a star in that match. I mean, they do. I mean, he was like one of the wrestlers. They were cheering for him. He's got his own, he's got his own, his own entrance music. What, co- what commentator. I know there's a few of them out there, but it has no entrance music. Stars in the main event as a wrestler for Monday Night Raw. 
is in a feud or is in a storyline with the biggest star of the Attitude Era, an argument, that, you know, of the company's history. I mean, that speaks volumes in itself. And I can think of one, Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, ben, I mean, Vince McMahon's also the owner. I mean, so right. we're going to let that, you know, number time. But I like to, to, to add to your point, he had the same treatment as the owner. Yeah, true. Uh, but it just, but JR, I mean, just for JR, for JR purposes, who didn't really have, doesn't have any wrestling training at all, and not as good a shape as Vince and stuff like that. You take someone like JR, that just basically put the cherry, cherry on, you know, on the top as far as his credentials, what he can do. And he was put in a, you know, he can't take a bump for the life of him, but he still did what he no, had to No, he do. took some of the worst stunners, man. They were gross. He they did. were gross. Um, but JR. But it was fucking JR. He did whatever he had to do. I believe he even took a stink face as well from, from Vince or No, he definitely joined the Kiss My Ass Club. Yes, yes, that's he was, what it was. He was in the Kiss My Ass. I don't think he took a stink face from Rikishi, but he was in the Kiss My Ass Club. Yep, he did that. Yep, he did that as well. As well. So I think he got beat up by three minute warning once. He was just a, he is just a team player, and I just I think the, re- the reason why I bring that up is because when he announces, he's very he puts over certain wrestlers. He puts over all the wrestlers, but he shows favoritism towards certain wrestlers more than the others, and rightfully so. He supports the faces more than the heels, yep. and and that would get him into trouble. With Vince McMahon, obviously, and then Austin when Austin turned heel, and so therefore they get that got in, him involved with the storylines, that got him involved in the ring, and took some you know some you know not so nice bumps as well. Not too many other announcers can say that. So that was the that was the icing on the cake for Jr. and why he is truly the best and the number one on this list. We all go. Yep. We all yep. said our piece. Well said. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, for everybody that is listening to us, or for people who are just joining us, Chet, congratulations. I think you made another good one. This is a great list. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I yes, have one is. piece of disappointment, and that's it. Yes, and I think and I, I might have yeah. to agree with that. Um, Gordon Soley should be on no, no Gordon Soley. So, for those listening... And for everybody who is just joining on Twitch, chat voted officially for the Dudes and Belts top 10 all-time commentators list. Year, year 1 through 10 are number 10, Vince McMahon. Number 9, Taz. Number 8, Paul Heyman. Number 7, Joey Styles. Number six, Mike Today. Number five, JBL. Number four, Gorilla Monsoon. Number three, Jerry the King Lawler. Number two, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And by unanimous choices, by the crew, your number one overall selection to the Dudes and Belts top ten all-time commentators list is none other than Jim Ross. Good old, Good old JR. JR. Yeah. yeah. Now, 
I will ask this question just like every other list. Any changes from the crew, do you so think? My change, if I was to change anything, uh, I would I would take Paul Heyman out and put Gordon Soley at five, slide everybody else down in, be in between, down one spot. That's okay. how I would do it. So you would have Vince completely off the list? No. Oh, wait, no. Eight down. Take, sorry, take, sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, 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 yes. And, yes, that, yes. and I'm sliding Gordon Soley at so, five. And then, so then, Joey Styles is number eight. Mike Today yeah. is number seven. JBL is number six. Number then six. Gordon Soley is number five. Okay. That's what I would do. I agree with that. I wasn't a huge fan of Heyman on the list. Heyman has way more accomplishments. At, he was good as an announcer. Don't get me wrong. He's very good. But he's just better as a manager. He's more used as a manager. Manager, promoter. Right. Uh, like all, Booker, all that like stuff. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. He was good on the, on, on, on the table. I don't know if he makes But he only really had like announces. two years or so where he kind of did it in any type of full-time capacity. Coastal. Um, I would flip-flop JBL and Mike Tanay. I like Mike Tanay up higher than JBL, but that's my only gripe. Yeah, and Gordon Soley. I, I agree with Gordon Soley, but something different. Masshole. I was going to say, I, I kind of agree with, with the Savior. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Paul Heyman on the list. So if you take him out, slide guys down, Soley should be in there. He's a voice of the NWA. Yeah. You know, for a long time. It just, I think he didn't make the list. It just happens to be our agents. Okay. Right. If we were 20 years older, Soli would be between one to three. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. But we're yeah. not. We're the, we grew up when we did. And we just didn't get exposed to a whole hell of a lot of Gordon Soli. But he was NWA. He was, he was just NWA. He was NWA. Jo jo he was in Georgia for a long time. And like I said, he was... Jim Ross's biggest influence. Yep. Yeah. So. Triple I. I mean, you know, you know, Mass was not the best. I mean, I didn't know. I knew Gordon Soley was a big name in the announcing uh, business, but I wasn't old enough to experience that. So that's why I didn't put him on my list. Even though I know how good he was, I, I can't comment on that, obviously, because I didn't grow up with him. Uh, the only thing, the only other change I would have made is maybe uh, Vince McMahon was number ten. I would have put him up higher. I thought Vince McMahon was really instrumental when you know in the younger, uh, in, in the early '90s, as, as and even the mid '90s as well. Excuse me, as an announcer, I, he could have been a little bit higher. That's all. Um, me, I would take out Paul Heyman and Taz. I would put Taz at like eleven. I'd move Vince up to eight. And then I would have Jesse the Body Ventura at nine, and then I'd have Funaki at ten. I do firmly agree. Jesse <laughs> is better than Taz. <laughs> Fucking Funaki. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. Coast to coast, baby. No, I I, I would move Taz to number ten. Codebreaker. I would put Taz <laughs> at number ten. But yeah, I I, I have to put J Jesse the Body in there somewhere, and I think Paul Heyman. And Taz, Paul Paul Hammond should be out definitely. I completely agree with Sunday, and have Taz Vince go up, Taz drop to ten, and then Jesse at nine. That would be my change, but it's not our decision now, is it? It is all on on you, you. chat. All right, guys. 
how do you feel right now? Are we done for the night? I'm tired. Yep. I'm oh, going. Yes. I'm going boarding with Fuller tomorrow. Oh. Congratulations. You're not I gonna cancel this time. You know that, right? You're the huh? bait. You're not gonna. You're the bait. You know that, right? Yep. <laughs> You're not gonna cancel this time. I was drunk last time. I had too much to drink. Oh yeah. So you're not canceling this time, is what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Make it sure. Yeah. I set my alarm clock and everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes. The fuck? What are you doing, dude? It flew out of my mouth. Why do you have to put everything That's in your fucking gang. mouth? Swallow like a good person. I like putting things in my mouth. I wear a retainer at night. I mean, I eat things in my mouth all the time, it seems like. A lot of it's meat sticks. Yeah. Well, no, I don't keep it in my mouth. They go a down. slim gym, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Such a perhaps. fucking dinkle. <laughs> Not while it's in my mouth. You don't like it when the dinkle's in your mouth? I thought you did. I do, but don't say the word dinkle. It just—it's a double. It just—it's too much for me to handle. All right. She said. Jesus. We got fucking Jesus Christ, Triple I. We got a little bit of an outro before we uh, wrap it up officially tonight. We so, got outro. Well, kind of, yeah. So. All right. I gotta go to bed. Will you shut the fuck up? The sooner I get this done, and the sooner you shut the fuck up, the sooner I'll get it done. Good. No meat stick for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Guys, we are all done with our fuckery lists. These are all warm-ups. Starting next week, we get into the biggest lists, in our opinion. For the next four weeks, the whole month of October, top ten tag teams of all time. Top 10 females of all time. And we are going to be doing a two-part Dudes and Belts top 20 all-time wrestlers. Men. Yeah, men. Male. Men. Yeah, men, male, yes. Top 20 all-time male wrestlers list. And because there's so many choices to choose from for this list we made it into a top 20 and it's going to be a two-part 20 through 11 for part one and 10 through one for part two 10 is nowhere near enough yeah. for top males of all time there's nowhere near enough so that I will is miss the women's one i will get my list to you guys though so you can check it out during the chat cast but i, I am away that, that works weekend. that works if oh, you want enjoy. to just text or whatever, just let us know. Yeah. Um, so that is your whole month of October. Starting November, we are going to be doing a completely new show, completely new series. Ooh. It's still, it's still going to be the Dudes and Belts. But we just got to come up with a brand new subject, new topics for you guys. And we got a month to think about it. So that is your schedule for the month of October. Again, follow all the socials so you'll know when the show will go live on Spotify, Anchor, all other podcasting platforms. And for any updates as it comes to the show, any schedule change or special events, follow the socials. 
All right. This concludes episode two for Spotify and our podcast platforms. This concludes episode 506 for our Dudes and Belts <laughs> chat cast on Twitch. Feels like it. <laughs> An asshole, do you have anything to say? Uh, to the crew and for everybody on Spotify. We'll go one by one here. It is most important that you remember that movies make me smile. <laughs> you have a t-shirt that says that. I do still have that t-shirt. One year for, was it for my birthday or did you just randomly I think I just randomly, I saw it, I saw it at like Spencer Gifts or whatever or Newberry Comics or whatever it was. I saw moment. it and I went, I went, this is for Mark. And I just bought it. <laughs> just a, Dark navy blue T-shirt with yellow, like fucking smiley printed yeah. right, a smiley face, and it just says "boobies make me oh, smile." Oh, we used to wear them in the Can-Am because we had to wear a navy blue shirt. That's what we Love used to it. wear. And it is an absolute fact. Otherwise, good list tonight. Great night tonight, boys. Good talk. Talk. We're still gonna smoke that pot though, anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Coastal. Uh, great list tonight, guys. Uh, look forward to this one. Uh, I think. My biggest worry when the first time I went to a live event was oh. not knowing, not being able to hear commentary. That's they were true, so yeah. Your first and, ever uh, show when you're used to, to hearing the commentators and you go to a live event and you can't hear anything. Yeah. And uh, they, they just played an integral part in my experience of wrestling. So this was a great list for me. Um, to all the people watching and listening, thank you. Check my podcast out. Ripping the Rack on Spotify. I co-host that with uh, Tim Matero. It's about bowling and other debauchery we get into. Give us a listen. Again, Ripping the Rack on Spotify and other podcast services. You want to give your socials as well? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm CandlepinKid77 on Twitter, CandlepinKid on Snapchat. Uh, and our Facebook is RippingTheRack.com and our YouTube is Ripping the Rack Podcast. Sunday. Um, I don't really have much. Uh, we talked a lot tonight, in my, so I don't really have many words left. I've used them all up for the day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just uh, keep you know, anybody that's in here that's still listening and anybody that uh, that's still listening to all the the, uh, the podcast part of things, just keep checking us out. We, we, we try to come up with some good stuff. We'll, we'll keep coming up with some good stuff and uh, hope to keep you entertained. Um... I'm very worried to hear what this guy has to say. So I am prepared for the worst. Triple I. I don't have anything to say to these guys. Of course I do. Just like, just like Masshole. I have a few things that make me happy as well. Jinkles, meat sticks, and ending my losing streak next week will bring a smile to my face. And just remember, it's all on you. <laughs> but is it really though? Yes. All but, right. Like, but I mean, he says it's all on you, so he blames the chat. <laughs> the chat doesn't vote for him, and then he complains that the chat doesn't. And vote then three for him, people so. leave the chat. So <laughs> as he's talking, thanks for playing. No problem. <laughs> all right, guys. This is what's going down. And I am trying, well, actually, first off, let me give my outro. Guys, thank you so much for joining us and listening to us. Thank you for all the followers that have followed. Thank you for Heal Joss for the raid earlier on tonight. Again. Clutch, as always. Thank you very much. Um, 
We're going to try and raid you at some point, too, if you're ever still on when we're alive. Um, so, this is what we're going to do, and I want all the listeners to kind of hear this one out. I have three possible places to raid tonight. Now, I will have the chat cast crew vote. We have Gritty Urban Saga, who is a team member on Rocky Mountain Pro. Or we can either raid Xavier Woods or Paige. Uh, we got to go Rocky Mountain Pro. Rocky I agree. Mountain Pro? I agree. Rocky Mountain Pro. Sounds good. All right. So we are going to be team. raiding Gritty once I get back to my dashboard. Guys, thank you so much for listening and watching again. Remember, twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop every single Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Guys, if you want to be a part of the conversation and you want your voice to be heard and you want to vote, Perfect time to do it. Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be a part of the conversation. Be a part of the show. We love to have you. For all of us here, this is Johnny Death Drop. Marky Pins. Yeah, guy. Coastal Crusader. Be well. Triple I. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Christ. <laughs> And Sunday Night Savior. Good night, everybody. We thank you all very much. And good night, y'all. Or good morning to you, wherever you're listening from. Have a good night, folks.